0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: And it's Andrew Kisner, who homered in the seventh as the batter
3: got him bednar nails it down to the pirates sweep the
4: cardinals
3: let's get
2: nasty on a monday it's a fast line on 101 espn jamie rivers anthony stalter our guy andrew marsh is back from a weekend with the boys hey hey, hey. we will get into the home run derby against the rizzuto show and the absolute 100% lies that were dished out for the last 24 to 48 yeah. hours It's
3: just embarrassing at this point
2: We will address those It's despicable what the Rizzuto show is. Yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's one of
2: those things Jamie was like, yeah. wow,
3: really? Like at first you're having fun with it But then now I just, I actually just feel sorry for them
2: It's disgusting Yeah, It's one of those days, guys, where I feel That we are going to just Eviscerate everybody And uh, we'll look at the body count When it's all said and done hmm. It's just one of those days
3: Kids use those terms these days, Anthony. What do they say? Body count. Oh, body count. Yeah.
2: Well, mm. Is that Marsh? Yeah, they do. You're a resident, young guy.
3: I mean,
5: it means they, something completely different, yeah, but it, it oh. mean that, they do use but it. They do use the. the, the is it the what slang. I think it means? I don't
3: know what you're thinking. Uh, okay. And I certainly don't want to dive into that. Yeah. But
5: that's not the fast lane version. No,
2: no, 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 no. So yes, we will address the uh, the the lies, maybe. the inaccuracies uh, from the yeah maybe from the Rizzuto show. <laughs> Uh, following the home run derby in which i'm fine to say that it's paused but to think that they were remotely into that is just laughable but we will get into that Um, unfortunately we got to start with your stupid ass cardinals who was they were swept over the weekend by the pittsburgh pirates you know jamie yeah uh back in the day Mm. there was a time in which the cardinals were good were good (laughs) and actually beat
3: the pittsburgh pirates that feels like a long time ago now. What world are we living in, honestly? 2023 and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not only do you lose, you get swept. They shut you down, and you're behind them in the standings. I don't understand. I I don't understand what is going on. Is it the ozone layer? Is it something that's going on here to throw the Cardinals off? Like, what do we have?
2: Here? Wouldn't all the teams deal with that too? Wouldn't the Pirates deal with the ozone layer?
3: But maybe it has a reverse effect mm-hmm. on certain.
2: You know who you sound like right now, Jamie? You sound like them with a bunch of
5: excuses What's for up why with are everyone? Everyone's making yeah, excuses. Everyone. Who's making excuses The now? Cardinals are making excuses. The Rizzuto show making excuses. What yeah.
3: are the Cardinals saying? Well, What's going on now? What's, well, what is Contreras doing wrong now?
2: <laughs> well, they haven't blamed Contreras for all their problems in a while, so maybe that's, that's coming up, and then maybe they'll turn it around for a while. Here's – here's – Here's what I thought was one of the more illuminating comments made by any member of the Cardinals over the weekend. Here's Ali Marmel. When asked about if there's some if there's some comparisons or if he feels like their play is similar to April. Here's what he said.
6: Yeah, different. I mean, let's be honest, with you are gonna lose certain games there's certain games you're gonna get beat yesterday. We got we got beat they came back and, and put some good at bats against us and beat one of our better guys um we didn't capitalize on certain situations uh, today we offensively from a matchup standpoint couldn't get anything going um so no this is not the same as far as we got beat today
3: okay and the day before and the day before
6: yeah <laughs> first of all he's
3: right
2: second of all i thought it was interesting that he said, no, it's different from April. And maybe I'm... You guys tell me. And and those listening right now, frustrated Cardinals fans, feel free to leave us a mic drop. Leave us a mic drop on the 101 ESPN app, or if you want to leave us a text message on the Air Comfort Service tax line at 314-399-9646. If you interpret what Ali what said differently, I'm interested in all your thoughts. How I interpreted it, guys, was in April we were beating ourselves. He mentioned today, but if you, if you kind of just extract that comment and look, look at the whole series. No, the opponent beat us mm-hmm. today. The opponent beat us in this series. So maybe there's some realization going on where it's like, yeah, we're not as good as we thought we were. Now, he's not saying that. I'm saying it for him. But April was, hey, we were beating ourselves. No, the Pittsburgh Pirates beat our ass this weekend.
7: That's
2: that's how I interpreted it. Marsh, you got a look of disgust on your face. You disagree. What What do you got?
5: You can't score runs. You know, you have all these runners in scoring position, and you can't drive home runs. Are you beating yourself, or are they beating you? You know what I'm saying? I I feel like you're shooting yourself in the foot by not being able to get these runs in, and then all of a sudden you give up they blew a 5 nothing lead. When are, but, Marsh, at what point do you say we're not good enough?
2: We're not good enough to close games. We're not good enough to drive runners in.
5: I think we've been saying that for a while. I think it's – I think there needs to come to a point where they need to be like, hey, we, we just didn't play well today. And, and that's on that's on us. We did not do good enough today to beat this team. And right now we're leaving wins out. Out there, when we, we we need to win games. I don't care if they're beating themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't care if the Pirates are beating them. The Pirates should not be beating them. They shouldn't. Shouldn't uh, be sweeping. It should not be sweep. That was the first sweep I think they've had against the Cardinals since 2018.
2: Yeah, since Schoolboy Row in the game.
5: Exactly. Yeah. It just it, it can't happen, especially with the way that things are playing out. That the worst team in the National League.
3: Worst team than that. I don't care. I don't care how you're losing games. Right. For the first time this season, I feel like this team is exactly what their record shows they are.
2: I agree. Well said.
3: Honestly, all year long, even to start the season, I I sat here in frustration going over the lineup. You know, I said, look at this lineup. It should not be this bad. It Mm -hmm. shouldn't be. Then they turned it around a little bit and, and played some pretty good baseball, making all of us believe that, hey, they're. They're going to win the Central. Like, we know that. They they were at one point, they what four games back of the Brewers, and they were closing in, and they had to race to 10, 10 yeah. and a half games back, up to four games back. Guys, I think this team is exactly who they are right mm-hmm. now. You're going to get a couple of good games here and there. You're going to lose three or four. You're going to win one or two. You're going to lose three or four. That's what this team is. The rotation hasn't hurt them over the last handful of games, but they haven't won them any games either. Which is frustrating. The bullpen frustrating. has gone, uh, you know, one guy at a time has taken a turn at blowing games. Yep. It happened to be Gio Gallegos, which he's had a good season so far, but it was his turn. And the offense, I have no idea where the offense is. Guys, I was at the grocery store this morning and I was checking every milk carton that they had. Yeah. To try and find out where the Cardinals players were that hit the ball with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't seen that I, I, Mostly all season But certainly over this past weekend It was ridiculous
7: You
2: probably went to a lot of grocery stores And you probably invested a lot of time this morning Because you did. did not find them
3: I did Anthony And uh, that's why I'm a little tuckered out mm-hmm. um, And frustrated all at the same time yeah. But no with all, uh, with, with all jokes aside This is who they are They're going to be a third place team In the Central I had visions of them winning this division, even though the division is terrible, and I'm sure we'll get texture says, well, they might still win it because the division's terrible. They might. They, they might, okay, but I don't know. I'm beginning to think that they might be unable to, unless the Brewers sell off pieces, because the Brewers don't really want to win. And they might. And the Pirates maybe, you know, they, they hit a patch where the young guys start to not play as good or whatever, and, and the Reds, what, whatever it is, this Cardinals team doesn't deserve to be in first place in this division no at all and how many times
2: are we do we say maybe a week ago because I had felt going into this series even though the end of the road trip or the end not the road trip the end of that 19 games and 19 game uh, 19 days like okay all right. You get the two days off. I can buy a little bit into the hey, this team is exhausted. All right, but you had two days off. Fi- fixed nothing. That was Offense full of crap. Was still, it was full of crap. That wasn't that wasn't the reason mm. why they they had started to struggle again. You're struggling because you have no consistency. To your point, Marsh, you're not driving in runners with scoring in, in scoring position for the most part now this weekend you can't you can't pin it on them can't pin it on the pitchers jamie you had you had mentioned this you're right cannot cannot pin it on the starters you can pin most of it on the starters though. the starters haven't been good enough now your offense isn't good enough your margin for error is razor thin at all times you can't do that you can't you can't be a good team when your margin for error is microscopic on a game-to-game basis where it's like hey today we may only score one run or today our starter may give up four runs in the first inning or today Ryan Helsley or Geo may, may blow games and then take a step back and go well you know Ryan helsley has been pretty good for us or Geo's been pretty good for us or uh, the starting staff is starting to turn things around or like at some point you have to say this isn't good enough. this isn't this isn't a good enough team. look at yourself realize it, front office, get off your ass, do something, because you're going to have to figure it out, because you still got a season to play, and you're still benefiting from a horse bleep division. But that's the only reason, Jamie, when you bring up, ah, you know what? I kind of expect them still to win the division. Me too. <laughs> but, do you, but, but was that more about the
3: Cardinals or this crap division? Oh, it's everything to do with the division. Same.
5: The worst thing for this team is the division that they play in. It's the worst thing for them. They hit four hits against Rich Hill yesterday. By the way, we're going to get Rich Hill. He's going to look oh, good yeah. in that Cardinal uniform. birds
3: uh, on the bat. He shoved. Yeah. Why the hell would the Pirates get rid of him? Six and two-thirds innings,
5: six strikeouts. So Pirates.
2: Yeah, that's true, though, Martha. They're, they're actually winning.
5: The Cardinals are in no position to have any inkling of, of hope that, they, that they'll that they make a deep playoff run right. they shouldn't no
2: they won't this God. is the worst this is the worst type of situation by the way when you're the a's and you're 12 and 49 and you got a minus 212 run differential and normally i exaggerate i didn't even have to at that point that's a that's a true number there were minus 2 212 run differential for the oakland a's when you're that bad <laughs> you kind of just realize well you know hey we're a triple a team if that okay uh, we are a young team in transition. Okay. Gonna go through your options. This is not that. You are in a spot where you don't, you typically do not sell. And we will have that conversation at some point today. But you don't, you don't sell because you're the St. Louis Cardinals. But you're not good enough. And the resources aren't available enough for you to make a, a, a deep run here. And the guys you do have are underperforming. This is a worst case scenario across was the board. This is
3: supposed to be a winning lineup. Yes. That's what it was projected to be. This was a winning lineup. This was the lineup that was put together because um, they can get past the first round, the wild card round, whatever the hell you want to call it now.
2: Yeah. This is Wild not. card round. Nope. You're right. This is not. All right. It's the Lane on 101 ESPN 214. Your time check is brought to you by Clerks and Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Join in on the fun, gang. Come on. Come on. We're having fun all day today. It's a body count Monday. We're calling it here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Right, Marsh? I used the term right.
5: Fast Lane, for sure. The
3: Fast
2: Lane Body Count Monday. I'm here for it. We're taking everybody to the woodshed. In the woodshed, on top of the woodshed, under the woodshed, on the side of the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting it today, Marsh.
3: Yeah, they are. Anthony, I like your stuff.
2: Hard, too.
5: Absolutely. Am I right, guys? We're Don't you hold none. back. am not
2: right. Uh, good news is Michaelis continues his strong stretch. Pitching was good this weekend, so mm. we'll start positive and probably uh, end up eviscer- eviscerating more. Cardinals people next on 101
1: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
6: You know guys, it's my birthday today and I only have one wish for the Cardinals and it's not to get blown out. I don't even want, I don't even care if they lose anymore. I don't. I just don't want to get blown out because the Cardinals right now are freaking atrocious. This team is not good. I I wholeheartedly believe we need to blow it up. That that's my thoughts on the team at this point.
2: All right, so that was Swan. First of all, happy birthday. Loyal yeah. listener Swan, we appreciate you.
3: 22, is that what I heard?
2: Is he twenty-two? make he's only Twenty-two?
3: I'm not sure. I'm. I may have just made that up. I think you did. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I, think I didn't 22. hear a number. I think but... I saw a text from Swan in here earlier. Okay. I, maybe I you combined the two. Yeah, I do that sometimes, Anthony, and then I believe it to be real. So, uh, yeah, here it is, on my 22nd birthday, Swan. Okay. All right. So there so, you go. Well, there you, you go. Chew on that, Anthony.
2: Okay, Jamie. First, first and foremost, buddy. Yeah. Um, I believed that you believed he was 22, and then when mm-hmm. you mentioned that you had proof or you thought about it, I'm sure you got it from somewhere, okay? You didn't hear it on the mic drop.
3: No, I didn't. I didn't claim to hear it on the mic drop. That is also true. <laughs> he did not.
2: Look, I'll take look. I'll take that one, okay? It's my fault.
3: I look at you. You're a good guy. Always taking it.
2: it- <laughs> good Jamie. teammate, Anthony. Hey, Jamie. Let's stay on the same team today, okay? It's very important that you and I stay on the same team. We are. All right? All right. Let's not, let's not do what the Rizzuto show does and just mm-hmm. oh, those, nip, 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 mm, nip at everybody. Guys. Yeah. Anyways, Swan, happy birthday.
3: Yes, happy birthday, Swan. Happy 22nd birthday. If If I'm,
2: <laughs> if I'm the Cardinals, anger, well, you don't want to see it. You want to see everybody happy. Anger is still okay. If I'm the Cardinals and I truly care about what the fans think, I don't want to hear what Swan said midway through there. I don't care if they lose anymore. Because once apathy sets in, that's when you're really going to feel it. Anger still means you care. Anger is not sustainable after a while. Anger turns to apathy. And once apathy starts to really show itself... Now you got a. Pro- you don't think you got a problem right now, Cardinals, but you will when the apathy sets in from your fan base, when they're saying to themselves, "Why do I keep investing two and a half to two hours and fifty minutes in this crap product?" And I'm only saying that because the expectations are always sky high. I realize that. I realize the St. Louis Cardinals have delivered a product over time. That is a winning product that people care about deeply. I don't overlook that. Your fans still show up, though. It's mm-hmm. not It's not a one-sided thing. Your fans go through the the gates every single home game. They fill it. They go to Ballpark Village, they park, and they don't ask for much. And they love the team. But you're not immune, just because you're the Cardinals... To having a bad team or a bad product, and people saying, "I'm going to invest my summer someplace else."
5: You have City SC; they're in first place they're right now. They're right rolling They're exciting, man. They really are.
2: I hate that. I hate that. Klausdale's on the same program as Tyler O'Neill when it comes to the rehab. Okay, but
3: a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I don't know if on I the cannot, same planet. Though. I can't. Ex- I can't um, accept you saying that about Klaus. I can't. I didn't really like that either. I, that bothered me. Like, right in the instance, I almost actually cussed on the air. Telling you to blank off.
2: What did I say in the first segment?
3: I don't know. I wasn't. Everybody's
2: listening. getting it hard today.
3: Yeah, well, Klaus has to get it hard, though?
2: Why? Everyone. He's getting it hard, too. Why? Just, just like he gives it to opponents, I'm going to give it to him.
3: Yeah, well, that's admirable, Anthony, but I don't know if he necessarily deserves to be put in that bracket right now.
2: We need him. Yeah, we do. got to get back on the field. Pitch.
3: What'd you call me? Pitch. Oh. Anyways, Cardinals, for, for my liking... Um, all the excuses and all of the things that are currently going on, it's just, a, to me, it's a product of players, good players not playing good. I, and I will die on that hill of this is a good baseball team, when you look at on paper. And same could be said last year for the Blues. At one point, you look at that team on paper and you're like, there's no way they should be this inconsistent, because that's really what they were. It's much the same right now with the Cardinals team. Top to bottom, when you look at that lineup, I understand there's some injuries right now. O'Neill, Carlson, Newt Newtbar's Newt Bar's a big one for you. Top of the order. playing really well this year. Uh, you miss him. There's no doubt. But when you look at that team on paper, there's no way. They should, this should be a blowout. They should be running away with the division right now. Quite honestly, they should be up by four or five games on the second-place team already. No matter what the rotation has been. I know it's been bumpy. At best, at times, but lately it's been fine. The rotation is not losing you baseball games right now. Your offense is. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand, you know, what happens to these guys. I, I don't get it. And I know that hitting a baseball is difficult. I know that the art of hitting a baseball is complicated, and at times, you know, the guys get in their own head and all that stuff. I don't care. I don't care. Other teams are doing it. Other players that are not even as good as you are are doing it right now. So if it was something that nobody could do, I'd be like, okay, that's really hard, mm-hmm. and it is really hard. But other players are doing it. Yeah. Lesser players are doing
2: Jamie, it. Jamie, to your point, enough with the excuses. Okay, we can unpack things like we did in April. We can unpack things like we do, like we did did in May, and say, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. We can have that discussion. But to your to to what you just said. Other teams are doing it, including the team that you just got swept by. If you were to look at the Pirates lineup and the Cardinals lineup, there should be a major disadvantage there for the Pirates. (laughs) And it's not like the Pirates are up to cover off the ball either. But when you look at their pitching compared to your pitching, even though your pitching, as we know, isn't good enough, it should be good enough not to get swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're doing it. Other teams are doing it. We're now to June, folks. It's June fifth, in fact. We're inching closer to the middle of the June mm-hmm. than we are, you know, to uh, the end of April.
5: We're really close to Flag Day.
2: We're really close We're to Flag very Day. Close.
3: Yeah, what are we like eleven days away or twelve? No, ten days. No, nine days. Yeah. Isn't Flag Day June fourteenth? Nobody knows.
2: It's a mystery. But yeah, to Jamie's I don't know. somewhere around there. To,
3: it's June something. Yeah, it's we'll June, it
2: 18th, June. Uh Jamie, to your point though, from the old, from the first segment. And I think this is the theme today. It is the Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are at this point.
3: Well, this team absolutely is right now.
2: Hundred percent.
5: It's disgusting. I think we're seeing what this team has been maybe for a, a few years now. You look at Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, they're not really doing all that great right now. Him, so Goldie, Arenado, and Gorman all went O for gopher yesterday. You're not gonna win. They're You're all not called, gonna win like they're that.
2: They're all culpable. Here's the other thing we do, Marshall. I'm so glad you brought. I'm so glad you brought up this point. Thank you. You're welcome. We tend to do this. We felt it uh, last week. What Was it Cotterville, Chris, that did this to us? We were talking about Wainwright, so we were talking. We isolated Wainwright. Oh yeah. Just as we have isolated other other people, right? And you start to say, "Well, it's not as bad." Wait, re- really? They got bigger problems. Everyone is culpable our guy uh one hate and he brought up look i this is not he is not the only one
5: we owe that guy an apology
2: we do he was right all along he, he literally has been right he all wrote along.
3: that earlier to start the show he He's goes been right. i've been right all along yes he, mm.
2: he absolutely or I has i haven't wavered mm. or he
3: said something and i at this point i just apologize yeah, yeah. i haven't really we liked should. his attitude i still don't like his attitude but
2: we don't have to like his attitude mm.
3: but the guy is right
2: Anyways, he he reached out to me on Twitter at one point and said, the front office is wasting Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt's, you know, their, their time. Mm-hmm. They're your best players. They're in this. They're culpable. They can't drag the pitching staff, but they're your best players. We got to stop isolating like, well, this guy has done a better job than this guy. It's a team. It's a team game. We're not talking about bowlers. We're not talking about golfers. It's a baseball team. It's a team.
3: Did you just bring up bowlers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I appreciate you doing that. Go ahead. That's what I thought about. That's fine. It's great.
2: I didn't want to go tennis because sometimes there's you know there's doubles and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So.
3: No, I just. Yeah. You got me with that one. It's a
2: team, Jamie. That's my point. You know. Yes. Plays a team. as a team. team Loses a team. Let's not do the whole.
3: Oh well, this guy's uh, he hasn't been as bad as this guy. They're all bad right now. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, no, but we have an answer that June 14th is, in fact, Flag Day.
5: June 14th. So that's coming up and here text, real
2: soon. Our text line is gospel, yeah. and we thank you. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, June 14th it is. Uh, we didn't get into the pitching. It's just one of those shows today. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about it. Actually, we got what's trending next. We got a very specific thing coming up next on 101 ESP. Yeah, we do.
7: The way to do.
0: Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles Pacific and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com.
1: back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn what's trending in the world of sports the fast lane has you covered what's trending now
2: brought to you by goodwill donate to goodwill and get a half-price cardinal's ticket voucher
5: Welcome back to the fast Fastlane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, a few weeks ago we were talking about the conference finals for both the NBA and the NHL, and we thought mm, they weren't as great as we wanted them to be. Now, after these first few games with the NBA finals and the NHL Stanley Cup final, what are your thoughts on how the games have been playing out? I watched the NHL uh, Stanley Cup final the other night, game one. I thought it was awesome. Uh, especially with Aiden Hill making a, a fantastic save, it was being compared to Braden Holtby from a few years ago. Uh, what would you guys think of that? And the Heat ended up even in the series last night. Yeah, my Heat did. That's right, my okay. Heat. My Heat did a great job of evening things up. Uh,
2: everybody had basically left them for dead following the Game One loss in Denver. Uh, Jamie Marsh, BK, and a lot of people were saying like this series is over. And I think that when you watch my Heat play, Jamie, uh, grit, determination. Um, adjustments you know they went with a bigger lineup in game two than they did game one hit a slew of three pointers typically not their game Jamie Mm. but they knew they had to spark things up a little bit from behind the arc and that's exactly what they did and here's the best part Jimmy Butler Jimmy Buckets is what we call him in Miami Heat uh, Nation he hasn't even played his best game yet in this series and they still even things up win one in Denver that's all they needed to do are rolling.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're rolling for sure. Jimmy Buckets uh unfortunately he's failing to show up in the big games. Um, but that's okay. You can you can uh, mask it any way you'd like. Mm. Denver Nuggets did they get a little bit happy with themselves mm-hmm. and probably doing a little bit of celebrating and we got this? Yeah, probably. Probably. It's back to business now. Marcia and I both called this series in five. They had to win at least one. That's right. And so you know. it'll still end in five and your little heat nation or whatever the hell you just called it. Yeah, whatever a nation. What kind of bull crap is that? Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, it, it was fun, Anthony. Mm. Uh, getting over to the hockey side. I loved it. Game one was was great. 2-2 game going into the third period. Florida makes a bad turnover, ends up in the back of the net. But the intensity of that game was off the charts. Yeah, it was. And, you know, right now it's the push and pull of which team's philosophy or overall thought process is going to rule. Because the Florida Panthers clearly want to drag this into the alley and have a brawl. And the Vegas Golden Knights are trying to keep it on the rails mm-hmm. and just stay focused on winning the games. Matthew Kachuk and Bennett and those guys are getting in Petro's face, Hague's face, Eichel's face. We'll see how long you can take getting punched in the face before you lose your cool, but for my dollar, like it was a great game. I can't wait for tonight.
5: I thought that uh, Vegas for the most part, they outperformed Florida in that first game. Now you mentioned the the whole, hey, we're going to punch you in the mouth. We'll see how long it, it, it'll last. Reminds me of the the Blues from 2019. They had a similar approach. And, you know, some of those series, they they lost the first game. They lost the first game to Anthony San Jose Sharks. How oh, much Sharks? Game one wow. of the Stanley Cup final to the Bruins. But yeah. overall, it is a seven-game series, where at least we hope it is. I would love to see this go seven games. Um, at least six at the bare minimum. Um, but... Yeah, we'll see if Vegas can can ultimately have their, you know, have cooler heads prevail because they have a few hot heads, I think, on that team as well that if they if they get mixed up with the with the wrong crowd, some stuff can can happen. We saw that early in the first yeah. game too. We saw Aiden Hill getting involved. Yeah,
3: that was stupid. And then I, he was if laughing. I was, if I was Bruce Cassidy, I'd be like, Hey, listen, buddy, you're the third string down, goalie. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job for us right now. Just get back in your crease and stop the puck. Yeah. Just Let's, just do your thing.
2: We're now three games away from yeah. hoisting a cup. Yeah.
3: Let's uh, stay humble.
2: <laughs> Let's stay focused. Just keep doing what you're doing.
3: But this is where experience pays off, though, too, guys. You've got Alex Petrangelo and Ivan Barbashev specifically, and you've got Martinez on the blue line from he won a Stanley Cup with the L.A. Kings. This is where that experience comes in. You hear Petro talking after the game about, like, this isn't the first time he's been targeted. He's like, I get targeted all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, to me, it's discipline to just sit there and take it. I've got got bigger things I'm thinking of than worrying about somebody punching me in the mouth or punching somebody back. So that's kind of the the avenue that he is, like, professing to his teammates. Mm -hmm. We'll see if that holds true. At some point, you do usually get pissed off. And that usually happens when, if Florida comes back tonight and wins by two or three, You get a little late in the game. Somebody takes a run at you. All of a sudden, you
5: don't feel like holding on to your composure anymore. It's going to be fun. How about Albert Pujols? He was named special assistant to the commissioner. And then, of course, yesterday he was doing some broadcasting. Albert's just everywhere lately. Well, any help that
3: Rob Manfred can get, I mean, God dang, take it. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, take it. That guy. One, just... Don't let him get in front of a microphone or a camera. Mm-hmm. Who can be mad at Albert, right? Nobody. Nobody can be mad at Albert. He's got that big smile. He's got a great personality. Throw him out there in front of the cameras, talk about how you know things are awesome, Major League Baseball. I don't really know what the hell his job's going to be. Yeah, like I don't. E- I don't either. I don't like. I don't how, get what his role is this role's not conflicting be. with his role in the front office of the Angels. Uh,
2: yeah, I don't. I don't, <laughs> don't think he's doing much with them. You know, I don't That's-
3: understand. This is one that always perplexed me. And I look it. Let me just state it: uh, the obvious. I love Albert Pujols. I do. I I think the guy is awesome. He's an amazing athlete, a good dude. Like nothing. And this has nothing to do with him. But how do all these guys who are just Hall of Fame players just automatically just get gifted these positions? Like, what on earth tells you that Albert Pujols is qualified to do whatever the job is that he's doing?
2: No.
3: I'm not saying he's not, but I see it in every sport. These guys who have fantastic careers just get spoon-fed jobs. It's do, you, like, well, do you
2: think it's a respect thing?
3: I, I think, you it's, think it's the league I don't saying, know if it's hey, respect, or we know it's, what
2: you did for the sport, our league, league. Here's,
3: I don't know. There's a role. I don't know. I think it's just low-hanging fruit, quite honestly, for every sport. You get a guy who's a Hall of Famer, you don't know if he's any good at what he's doing or if mm-hmm. he's, he can even do what he's supposed to do. But it doesn't matter. He's a Hall of Famer. He carries the resume.
5: Well, yeah. I, we talked about this last week. I feel like sometimes these ex- executives, it doesn't matter if it's, you know— you, whatever espn fox you know you have these these broadcasters and whatnot and, and, and i know you're not specifically talking about the broadcasting aspect of this but like you, you you'd think that these hall of famers have so much knowledge they're so good at the game that they can just talk about it like if they were explaining yeah. the abcs to a yeah. child right you know I like
3: you know, someone here at six three sixes well someone thought you were deserving enough jamie uh, for which job? Because I've worked my ass off to get yeah. everything. <laughs> and nothing has ever been handed to me. But I appreciate the the snark and the sarcasm or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. And again, this isn't about Albert Pujols. It's just I guess I don't understand what a special assistant to the commissioner will actually be. Who knows?
5: So this, according to MLB.com, just a few things that uh, he might be doing. Consulting with Major League Baseball on a range of topics including player relations and issues regarding his home country in the Dominican Republic and then uh, as a part of his role Pools will also serve as an MLB network on-air analyst appearing across the network's programming so well you can't uh, find a
2: you can't find a guy that you know there's not many that love the game of baseball as much as Albert and the fact that they're also including him when it comes to some of the challenge that the challenges that they might have in like the Dominic Republic I think that's a really good I think they should have a, rep, a, a representative for from all countries because you're talking about a, a sport in a league that you know you've got you've got players from every country and not everything is smooth as we know when it comes to those players coming into Major League Baseball and maybe there should be more representation. For players in their country, so I don't know. I what, if that's the case, then,
3: if that's the case, he's perfect. Right, he's the best guy ever.
8: It's Albert all the way.
3: It yeah, is, right. and again, this isn't about Albert pools Good luck to Albert. Albert, 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 Albert. Albert, Albert. Albert.
2: He's going to do a great job. There's no question about it. It's fast and I want to win. ESPN. Have we been sold a bill of goods when it comes to this Cardinals offense? we will get to that next. I want to ESPN. <laughs>
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers On 101 ESPN
0: I feel like you can explain what's wrong with this team Just by looking at the Jordan Walker thing How do you send a generational talent back down to AAA because their launch angle was off when they've been hitting base hits? I mean, this can't be all about launch angle. We can't just try to hit a home run every at bat.
2: All right, that was Dan. Dan, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your thoughts. I don't think it was just about launch angle. I think that was the thing that was discussed. And there is a difference, right? We're talking about – because we kept getting the the, the question – why was Jordan Walker being sent down when he had a 12-game hit streak? It's because he was beating everything into the ground, and they wanted to, to to try to unlock the power, and they didn't feel like they can do so at the big league level. So they sent so they sent him down. Now he's back up. It wasn't necessarily a well. He's only getting singles, or he's only getting base hits. Uh, we'll take that. A dude that is that right, and that's Dan's point, right? Dan's point is it. Well, he's getting base hits. Okay. Well, he's back up now. But if you really want to know the answer of why he was sent down, it was that's a big kid who's got a, a lot of raw power, and they didn't want him to continue to have some bad habits at the big league level while losing games. So they sent him down. Okay, he's back up now. To Dan's larger point, maybe there is too much thought at this point. Maybe there is too much like analytically driven, this is how we do it, we're going to fall back on our stuff here, and... There needs to be just more good baseball being played. Smart baseball being played.
3: Yes, Anthony. Everything you just said, the answer is yes. Good work.
2: So how do you do it?
3: That I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that I don't know.
2: To hell if we know.
3: No, you- I'm frustrated. I really am. I'm frustrated. I haven't hit the, the apathy part yet yeah. with this Cardinals team just because every time I look at their lineup... I don't know if I get optimistic or frustrated or both and depending on the day of the week to be honest because I look at it and I go hey you know Lars Newbar comes back that's good top of the order bad Get you, maybe get you back into what you had before your normal batting order get guys going again." like I play this little game this sick twisted game this toxic relationship is back it's back that girlfriend that that toxic girlfriend for me is back
2: now you want out again
3: I do now I'm like this doesn't make any sense at all and then what will happen is she'll love-bomb me right eventually oh yeah and she'll be like oh you're the best No, my god this is the greatest time ever and then I'm back in right and then it'll go back south again and I'm back in and I'm just on this roller coaster ride from hell Anthony that's what this team is doing to me this year
2: you're in the, the right now you're in that that mode of you got
3: me again yeah, won't you that won't happen to me again. This is who you really are. I don't care what you look like, how great you smell, mm-hmm. how funny you are. I don't like it at all right now. This is really you. Yeah. You don't care about me. You're disrespectful. <laughs> and you waste my time. But this is honestly this is what it's like for me this year being a Cardinals fan is just being so frustrated at good players not playing to their ability. Mm -hmm. And then listening to the reasons slash excuses slash whose fault's this, that, the other, I'm sorry. You can be mad at John Mosellock because he didn't get you a top-end rotation guy, whatever. The rest, though, is fine. Those players, the other players that he has should be doing the job. right. You can get mad at Ollie Marmel for, I don't know, the lineup or putting somebody at shortstop or second base or DH or whatever you want to do. But again, the lineup should speak for itself. The Mm -hmm. players should be able to win games. So Ollie and John Mosellock are pieces of this, but it's 90% players. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are not executing, right? And that's where I get frustrated.
2: You're, Jamie You're a thousand percent correct here, and I love the way that you kind of broke it down with with Mo. This is how it typically goes in like a a toxic a toxic household, right? It's like the middle child. You blame the middle child for everything, you know. Toxic toxic household. Blame the middle child well the middle child might have some issues sure, but you can't blame him for everything it's kind of like Mo you can blame Mo for them not being good enough to win a World Series that's 100% on Mo for not even being good enough maybe to get out of the first round of the playoff if you're to win the division, that's Mo but you can't blame everything on him you can't blame the fact that there's no, you know, the runners in scoring position, it's not on him that, that's not on Mo, these players should be good enough to to execute that if the pirates are good enough to execute it, you should be able to, to, to do so. Sorry to simplify it, but that's that's the way it comes, right? You can't blame Molly for everything, just like the Cardinals. You can't blame all your your faults on Wilson Contreras. Ah, pitching staff, pitching staff isn't good. You know who it is? The new guy. He might be culpable to some degree, but when Andrew Kisner gets in there, and you have a slightly higher ERA with Kis as opposed to Kiz, you can't blame everything on Contreras. This is a team wide issue.
5: Yeah, I wonder if the, their struggles are coming from like the finger pointing, because then you have oh, that's a good, that's you know you what, what you're I'm not wrong, right. Because when you go and I ha- I have zero idea what it's like in the clubhouse. I'm not going to say that I do, but in any work environment, if you're pointing fingers at each other and there's a lot of disruption and you're not really clicking on all cylinders, the product that you're trying to mm-hmm. put out there, whether or not whether you're in this industry. If you're you know, playing in the NHL, Major League Baseball, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, if you have a group of people that are not working as a collective and they're not meshing well together and working towards the same thing, you're not going to get the best product, and that's what we're seeing right now.
2: You know what Andrew Brandt used to say, right? He said a lot of
5: things, but you let me know. What did he say?
2: If you point the finger at somebody, mm-hmm. you have four fingers pointing back at you. Do you? It's actually three, I think. Three because yeah, it's three. The thumb. The is thumb actually is actually pointing. pointing yeah.
3: At the other person too. So you know you,
2: what Brant used to say?
3: Two fingers,
5: Anthony. Is
2: uh-huh. What he
3: said. What if Not you do one, like the
5: two?
2: Yes, you have three pointing back
5: at you. Three. Yeah. Yeah. That would be tough. How do you? Interesting.
2: Either way, Andrew Brant, really smart guy. Yeah, if you cover up your thumb. <laughs> This is when Thank we you. need the cameras on.
0: This is honestly. Stupid. All right,
2: uh, hey somebody, somebody that's going to bring the fire, as we know, is former Braves pitching coach Leo Mazzoni. He's got to be just beside himself watching five and dive every night from pitchers. We'll talk to him about that next on One Hundred One oh, ESPN. I can't
1: wait. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred One ESPN.
2: It's the fast Line on 101 ESPN with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter, and we are fired up for our next guest. We had an opportunity, I think, on several occasions. We've had Leo Mazzoni on the show. Uh, we we love him. Former pitching coach, of course, of the Braves, and Leo always brings the heat.
7: Thanks.
2: Leo, we appreciate we appreciate you coming on. Like I said, it's been about, I think this is the third time we've had you on the show, and uh, your instant offense, my friend. Thank you.
4: Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You know, the the greatest fans in the world are right where your show's coming from. Damn right, or sure. one yeah. of the greatest.
3: All right, Leo, the hockey guy here talking, and uh, now I'm I'm known now as the baseball guy because you know I I've educated myself quite a bit. But Leo, I have to ask you this: What's with this five and dive stuff out of starting pitchers these days?
4: Well, uh, yeah, it it, it really uh, uh, I, I, it kind of insults my intelligence to be honest with you. And I and I think they're brought. Is it that they want to come out? That's just how everybody's brought up now, and for some stupid reason they do that. And you know, just think about it. And the rest of our lives, you got you guys longer than me. You won't see five starters making all their starts anymore on one team, not only for a year but maybe for a couple of weeks. And and the the fact that they're only going five is still mind boggling, you know. I saw where somebody had a complete game the other day, and I said, hey, he's going to get my vote for the Cy Young. for <laughs> You know, but, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. And then what happens is with with a lot of major league clubs, you're overexposing your bullpen. And when you overexpose your bullpen, then that creates weaknesses in itself. So you're, the, the emphasis has to be put on starting pitching in you know no not to, not and here's the other thing too i mean i think in st louis's case they're missing that hall of fame catcher behind the plate you know i mean calling the game and, and and usually having pitchers having a tremendous amount of confidence in what what he calls but that's that's in a lot of places like that and now if pitchers have to depend on calling a game themselves they don't know how to do it and 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 that's all dictated from when they sign what they go through in the farm system how they're being brought brought up Still having all these arm problems, all these injuries, and it's all because every pitcher in baseball now tries to get the hitter to swing and miss. What is wrong with pitching the contact on the end or on the handle? That would get your pitch counts down. And there's the other thing, pitch counts. You realize that the genius of Bobby Cox, and he taught me this, and I used it my entire career, was you had him. It wasn't the pitch count that was important. It was going to be the max out inning. For example, hey, Leo, is Glavin going to max out this inning? Yes. Okay, if he's going to max out this inning, I don't care what his pitch count is. This is the last inning he'll pitch. Hey, Leo, is Glavin going to do a max out inning? I said, nope, he's still on on a regular effort basis. He goes, well, then I don't care what the pitch count is. I'm not taking him out. So. That's more important. That was more important to us is the amount of effort. Now you see guys just rearing back and firing as hard as they can. And the relievers are doing the same thing, breaking balls more than fastballs, below average fastball command. And that's why you have injuries occur from overexertion, overextension, and trying to see how damn hard you can throw the ball instead of pitching. And that's not, you know, let's look. I'm not old school. I believe in, I believe there's a place for some analytics. But look what Texas is doing, which good luck going in there. You know, you got <laughs> you got Boshi in there, you know, old school combined with the new school. You right. got Maddox, the pitching coach, combining it both. You have Snicker in Atlanta combining it both. You know. Hell the Cardinals had a manager that took them to the division, got him to the postseason three years in a row, and they I don't know what happened to him. They didn't they didn't rehire him.
2: Hey, Leo you were you were talking about you know the the system the minor league system and things like that and I, sometimes i laugh when uh, there there are things said about kind of like the new era of kids right oh they don't do this they don't do that do do this and my first thought is well how were they taught you know it's at what point do you do you look at the parents and say okay do, were, were we teaching them anything or we just expect them to come out of the womb so how much do you think what we're seeing now with starting pitching, five and dive guys rearing back and going all that, is a product of the systems breaking down. Where we're not, you know, the teams are teaching them to call their own games, to know how to pitch deep into games. How much is is is, is the blame on the organizations?
4: It's it's more of the blame on systems than it is the actual pitcher himself. Because if you talk to a pitcher, most pitchers will tell you you're you're taking me out in the six and I've got a good game going. Just because somebody got a hit and analytics say you got to roll it over, no, you don't. You got to watch your pitcher and see if he's still pitching good. I mean, I couldn't think of a better example than Snell in the postseason a few few years ago. You know, a couple years ago when uh, when he had a great game going, they took him out in the sixth, and the other team was couldn't believe it. They were tickled to death when they were taking him out. And here's the but then here's here's the opposite end of it. I've seen a pitcher get taken out with a no hitter going. After five, and he's tickled to death. He's in the dugout laughing. If I'm a pitcher and I'm taking somebody out after five or six, and he's got a no-hitter going, he should be throwing stuff. He should be tearing that dugout apart, saying, what are you doing? But guess what? It starts now in travel ball. It starts right there when they say you got to hit a certain number on a radar gun in order to uh, uh, make a team. And I've talked to some college coaches, even small colleges, where – I like to see some kids get a chance to pitch that aren't going to go to a major school, and I've seen them pitch, and I've seen them pitch well, and I know damn well they can pitch for Division two teams or colleges. And they'll say, "Well, no, no, he didn't show up enough on the on our on our gun. He didn't show up show us enough power." I said, "Yeah, but all he does is win everywhere he goes. You know, everywhere since he's grown up, all he does is win because he can change speeds and keep guys off balance. So, and even today, as hard as guys swing it." I would think it should be easier to keep them off balance. So but, you know, what do we know? Right? Right.
3: <laughs> Leo, you you talked uh, just a minute ago about, you know, not having the Hall of Fame catcher here in St. Louis right mm-hmm. now in Yadier Molina and one I I couldn't agree more with you. I think the Cardinals got so used to having the luxury of Yadier Molina that they were probably caught a little bit off guard with the you know the addition of William Contreras, but to to isolate that right there, you know, how challenging can that be for both the pitching staff, the players, the staff included, and the catcher to create that chemistry or to get to know each other?
4: Very challenging. and I think the the people that have to take charge of that are the pitchers themselves. you know when, when you have Molina back there, Hell, you, just, you just throw what he, you know, you, he knows what he's doing. You just throw what he puts down. I mean, you're going to be very confident. Plus, the fact is that the catcher has to, has to know every pitcher's strength, especially in the starting rotation. And the analytic people have to know every, every pitcher's strength as far as your starting rotation because you can't call the same game for everybody. You can't go call the same game for Wainwright as you're going to call for somebody else. Of course, Wainwright knows what he's doing, but he's toward the end of his career and, and, and a great pitcher. So you have to understand these things. It just can't be percentages and numbers and you throw up here for this guy, you throw up here. We based our entire attack all the years that I've been a pitching coach. And I don't care about, oh, well, that's you, you, know, you, only, you can do it because of your guys. No, 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 no. We did it for 15 years and they weren't there all that time. The thing is, is that you allow the pitchers to have a say in the pitch selection. You have to know from your upstairs people, from your catcher, from your manager, from your pitching coach, all working together to go to the pitcher's strength that you have on the mound that day. For example, if I had, if we were facing a ball club, I had to tell you the greatest scouting report I ever had. We had Steve Avery, 21 years old, 1991. 21 he won 18 games during the regular season he went he went down the stretch he was the dodger killer down the stretch okay we're in pittsburgh and we're down three games to two at three rivers against that great pirates club with bonds van Slyke, and that whole gang <laughs> and here i am walking we of course you know you go over the pirate hitters this and that and i never told a guy you can't throw this guy this i always gave him five or six ways you could get him out so anyway, after we do that, you know, do we go all the blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, so now we're walking down the bullpen, down the left field line. And I said, Steve, you got this figured out? And he goes, yeah, Leo, I sure do. I said, damn, tell me. <laughs> 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 he, he goes, I'm going to go warm up, find out what I've got, and pitch accordingly. And wow. I said, you know what, Steve? That's better than any scouting report I've ever heard. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't force you can't force a guy to go to a location yeah. or force a guy to throw a particular pitch when that's not his strength.
2: The, Leo, this is and by the way, we're talking to Leo Mazzoni, Braves Hall of Famer, World Series champion, pitching coach for the Braves uh, and Orioles. Leo, what you what you said is kind of the theme, right? It's it's the, conver- it's the conversation we're having about there has to be there has to be a balance. We you understand you need the numbers to evaluate certainly, but if you're only being driven by the numbers you don't have the feel right. might not have the curveball today you might you, you might be gassed what it's right. you know june or july in st louis pitching in july in st louis a lot different than pitching in april in st louis i mean there's there's all sorts of things leo my, my question for you and, and you'd you brought up bobby you you were besides bobby cox for a long time um how much is it, too, where we see this front, a lot of front offices hiring inexperienced guys that know the analytics, but a lot of it's driven from the front office as opposed to what you're saying with Bobby Cox sitting there, understanding a feel for a clubhouse, his guys, Bruce Boche, same deal. How much does it fall on, you know, the, the choices of some of these managers as well?
4: Well, I think when you, you know, you do the interview and you do this, you do that, you do your due diligence, that's for sure. But you know what? Do you want a guy that knows what he's doing down the dugout, or do you want a yes man? Right. You know, right. I mean, you can look at it and say, you know, some of you old guys that are getting older, like, oh, hey, well, wait a minute, minute. Zoni, you know, he's getting older now. He, he's not going to listen to nobody if he, you know, if he was being an advisor or something. No, no, of course not. Uh, of course, I would listen, but you gotta, you, you gotta balance it out. You gotta use the analytics and then tell everybody how you were able to make. 531 starts in a row with your same guys pretty much, you know, for four, four, four years or so. And tell, tell them how you did it. And now I heard somebody on TV, they called in and they said, do, do the does does anybody use Mazzoni's programs anymore? Well, they said, you know, the answer was, well, in, 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 in his day using his programs meant that you had to throw a lot to build up arm strength and they've proven scientifically now with all the science that goes on that that's you don't have to do that anymore well that's bs because we weren't throwing all the time to build up arm strength we were throwing all the time controlling our efforts so we could locate our pitches better and you didn't have to you know crank out a hundred percent all the time yeah that's why we did it it had nothing to do with building up arm strength hell you already got the arm strength that's why you're there right yeah, that's very true. We're
2: maximizing the effort, not necessarily the, the volume.
4: Right, And here's the other thing, too. When you bring a pitcher into the, into, the, into, the, into the farm system, into your organization, the best thing you can do is leave him alone, whether it's a hitter or a pitcher. Instead of saying, oh, well, we got to tweak this guy. Well, how do you know how much you have to tweak somebody? <clears throat> because he signed for a particular reason, whether it was a hitter or a pitcher that threw well. Why do you have to tweak anybody? Why don't you let him pitch or let him hit, and then if you see that and he's okay, then leave him alone.
3: Leo, you talk about uh, guys being able to pitch and locate and and being pitchers, not throwers. Well, we got a pretty good one here for many, many years now, and you know this guy pretty well, Adam Wainwright. He's had mm-hmm. a very decorated career, uh, surefire Cardinals Hall of Famer, Maybe, maybe a baseball Hall of Famer. We'll see. Time will tell. But he's having a tough go here. The end of last season right. did not end up the way he wanted. There were some injuries. I uh, started mm-hmm. the season kind of the same way, and he just hasn't been able to find his his stuff here so far this season mm-hmm. as a pitching coach. Uh, you know, how do you handle that? How do you approach a guy like Adam Wainwright who is such a veteran on the last year of his career? Things aren't going right. well. You, Leo Mazzoni, how would you approach that?
4: Well, it's very simple. I can use a good example. John Burkett. Remember John Burkett? Oh, yeah. A right-handed pitcher. He was, he was toward the end of his career, and Tampa Bay was letting him go. I think uh, – so, Bobby, we're down in Venezuela, and he's throwing in an exhibition game down there. We went down there to honor Galarraga. And so, anyway, Bobby comes up to me and says, Leo, he says, we want to take a crack at uh, uh, Burkett. And I said, yeah, yeah I've always seen, loved how he pitched, especially in San Francisco, but that was, you know, a while ago. And uh, he said, let's take a shot at him. I said, let's do it. Well, we get Berkey over there, and here I'm finding out he's not throwing any more fastballs anymore. It's the fastball's his show pitch, and he well, didn't throw hard. He was 85 miles an hour. In today's game, that's probably 90. Uh, but, it, you know, and, it, and I said, look, I said, Berkey, you know, you slider." It just kind of hangs around home plate too long. I don't think it's a very good pitch. But I love your curveball, and I love your changeup, and I love your fastball because you can locate it. I said, so why don't you shove the the slider and go with those three? And I said, and in any type of slider situation, throw a heater. Well, he he stuck it up Pittsburgh's butt, so uh, Moholland, the pitcher I had, went over to Pittsburgh, He's come running over to the dugout the next day and said, all the Pirates were saying, where's all the junk this guy's supposed to throw, <laughs> you know? And so anyway, that's how Berkey was able to rejuvenate his career by, because here's what happens. Adam has so much knowledge and it's all about, you know, tricking and not tricking somebody, but executing pitches. Of course, that's what it always is. But some guys, when they get into something like that, they resort to more trickery than they do, Actual command of a fastball and having something come in behind it. So if I had, I had Adam. I say, you know what, Adam? If we got two going today, we're going to win. And if we got three going, if we're locating three, we're going to throw a shutout. If we got two going, we're going to win. But if we get narrowed down to one, we're going to lose. And you're going to have the same problem. So, but then you have, you know what though? You got to work on it in the bullpen. If you're not throwing, you can't figure the damn thing out.
2: No kidding. Absolutely. Leo, we always love having you on the show. You always bring us so much uh, insight, and you have a way of simplifying things, and uh, I'm sure it's one of the many reasons why you were one of the best, my friend. So thank you for joining us, and we'd love to have you on the show again down the road.
4: Absolutely, and tell Cardinal fans to be patient because they're in a division that they could still – they're gonna. They're only what seven out or I don't know what it is seven out or something like that. Yeah. And, you know we were ten out in July, in nineteen ninety three, <laughs> and we caught the Giants. So have faith, Cardinal fans, because you're in a division that still you can still catch somebody. There you
3: go,
2: Leo. Well said. Thank you, my friend.
4: You got it, my friend.
2: Take care. Bye. All right, that's Leo Mazzoni, one of the absolute best. We love having him on the show. Atlanta do Braves you think pitching Leo coach. Would adopt me. Yeah, I do. Yeah,
3: you're. A, I should mean, have asked him. I missed
2: opportunity for sure. Yeah, but I think I think he would adopt you. Yeah,
3: Jamie. Just love Leo.
2: Let's get into some of the things he said. we'll, we'll spend a couple of minutes talking about some things, reacting to what Leo said there. And and really, it's about it's not about all analytics or all quote unquote old school old school baseball. It's it's about finding the balance. Yeah, he clarified it very much. And so. a lot of the things that Jamie, your point there, a, a lot of the things that Leo just said, I think, really illustrated that. So we'll get into that next on One One ESPN. <laughs> Your chance to score a pair of
3: tickets to see Dead and Company at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater.
2: Amphitheater? I think I said that
3: right. Amphitheater. Said you said Amplifier.
2: Yeah, I did. I hacked that up.
3: It's okay, Anthony. You I heard ample through through theaters. Yeah, ample like, theaters. I like there's enough
2: right. of the theater.
3: It's like where you could ever have enough.
2: Like Werenberg Theaters. I, I basically mm-hmm. said. Uh, That's
3: Anthony, not a thing anymore. Am- ample no, theater. No They're not a thing anymore.
5: Yeah, it's like Circuit City. What happened to them? Well, they, I think they rebranded into Marcus Theater. So hmm.
3: they turned that W upside
5: down. Yeah, it's not
2: a bad idea. Oh, they just genius. They keep all the same it's logos. Like frown, so just turn it around. Anthony,
3: you turn your frown upside down, get a smile.
2: You know what I meant to tell you, Jamie. No, I don't know. You're, I mean, any time that we're like anybody's around you, you make people better. Period. End of story. Anytime. You walk into the room, you make it a better room.
5: That might be the ultimate compliment.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Jamie. Thanks, Anthony. So it's this Wednesday, June 7th. I
3: don't know if I like your smirk after that. Dead and Company. uh, I'll take
2: it. Yep. Very few tickets remain for the show. You can find all the ticket details at 101ESPN.com. But right now, you can text in to 314-399-9646 to win tickets to see Dead and Company. Here's your question. We just talked to Leo Mazzoni. He won a World Series with the Atlanta Braves. Who did the Braves beat? when Leo Mazzoni was the pitching coach. If you have the correct answer, again, 314 9646 send it in, and uh, you can win tickets to go see and Company. Jamie, Leo Mazzoni always has a way, and we told him this, and I mean it, he always has a way of simplifying approaches, simplifying whatever he's saying. And one of the themes I felt like throughout our conversation was analytics aren't bad analytics are used for a multitude of reasons one of it one of which is to evaluate talent what they can't do though is be the driving force behind every single decision that you're going to make on a baseball field and i loved what he was talking about with one of his former pitchers steve avery about what you know, he's talking to Steve about how you approach that that pi that Piz, Pittsburgh Pirates lineup that was really good. And Steve looked at Leo and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go down to the bullpen. I'm gonna see what I got tonight, and then we're gonna go from there." That's not that has nothing to do with analytics. Now, if you want to evaluate Steve Avery over the last ten, over his last ten outings to see how he's pitching and all that, see, see where things are, walk rate right high, strikeout rate right high, whatever, fine. But in that moment, it is all about. What I have feel of, what, what, you know, what pitches I'm commanding, and how, we, how can we get outs tonight. That's it. And I think there does have to be a little bit of separation between church and state when it comes to the analytics and what is being done on a baseball field. There has to be this, this, this stopping point. Analytics up until this point, game starts. Okay, let's go.
3: Here's what I don't understand is at what point did we just start listening to the analytics? Because any successful manager or player or front office guy in the last decade always talks about combining the two. There's the eye test slash feel slash knowing the player as well as analytics. Mm-hmm. Or then, or put it in reverse, analytics and then knowing the player. What's the combination? What does it look like? What's the percentage right now? If I know the player, and he's not playing well, and the analytics support that too, then I, are, then I know what's going on here. But if I'm looking at a pitcher, let's say, and I know he's got good stuff, I know it's not going well from right now, and the analytics don't look great, but you know you can work through some things or eliminate a pitch from his arsenal or add a pitch that he's not using enough. Like, there has to be some kind of a blend. I don't know what the percentage is. I don't know if it's 70% analytics, 30% gut feel, Mm -hmm. or if it's 80-20, if it's 50-50. I'm not paid enough money uh, as a baseball fan I'm glad I'm not paid any money as a baseball fan to know how that works. But I can guarantee you this. If I was a pitching coach or a manager or a front office guy, I would know what the percentage needs to be with each player. And I don't think it's a set thing. Like Adam Wainwright's, his pie chart will look a lot different than Jack Flaherty's. And Jordan Montgomery's will look different than um, Matthew Libertor's. Like, you have to know the player. You have to use the analytics. And then you have to find a way to blend them. Sure. So that's the one thing that I always get confused with is that all of a sudden it's just, no, this is the way we do it. Yeah. Like the, the numbers don't lie. They, they tell you what he's done, how he's doing currently, and they even project what he's going to do tomorrow. Right. Bull spit. Because I've seen plenty of guys... Go out there and have games that are uncharacteristic to their analytics. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the analytics were gonna show me that this player's gonna suck.
2: Right. But then of course it's a well it's it's not it's an outlier. It's not yeah. Or or uh you know they they can't predict, they can't guarantee it. You know, it's just a projection. Okay, mm-hmm. but you but you're relying on it. You're relying on it to make decisions. And I don't think the Cardinals or any team for that matter is just only analytics. I I I refuse to believe that. I think there is a lot of Hey, this guy don't feel right. or I, I think there is a blend of it. I do. But when you're seeing on a consistent basis pitchers that are five and dive in it around the league, it does go back to what Leo Mazzoni was saying in that everything is about the strikeout. And what he was saying was it's not about throwing, 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 throwing. It was about maximizing. Maximizing those pitches. And when he Leo was mentioning... The we always cared about the max innings, you know the the max effort innings, and knowing when that max effort inning was going to come, that that was more valuable than the pitch count. And absolutely. And what did I write down, Jamie? I wrote down. I wrote wrote, I wrote it down. down. Dunk. I wrote down Dunk. Dave Duncan believed in that as well.
3: Well, how about let's stop right there. The for Max a second. inning. Okay. Sorry. Yes, you're right, inning. But I, I just with something that jarred in my memory was Dave Duncan and Tony Larusa. Now I know this is going back a number of years, but Dave Duncan was very, very well known for using analytics mm-hmm. as well as being the, you know, the 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 feel for the game, the knowing the player stuff. But you talk to any of the players from that era, any of the like it is surrounding the Cardinals, they talk about how don't you know, they, the one I forget who it was, said so don't tell me about analytics. Dave Duncan was that before it was even popular. Right. He knew exactly what was going on, but he found a way to implement it with the players, keeping it rather old school feel to it, but sure. nonetheless using the analytics. And Tony La Russa, who, as we know, is an old school manager, let Dunk do whatever he needed to do because it was it was successful.
2: Right. It's about finding. It's like it's like the teacher, Jamie, the third grade teacher, may not have gotten through to you. Another teacher, same same information, same information that they had to impart on you. Another teacher might be able to communicate that better with you. And Dave Duncan did that consistently. Leo Mazzoni did it consistently. It's Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. What can we learn from the Stanley Cup final to apply to the Blues? We we'll get into that conversation next on 101
1: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Congratulations to Ben from Glendale who won the Dead and Company tickets. He had the correct answer to our question today, which was who did Leo Mazzoni and the Braves beat when Leo Mazzoni won uh, the World Series with the Atlanta Braves? Correct answer is the Cleveland, Cleveland- Indians. It's- yeah,
3: Sorry. I didn't know if you were waiting. For I didn't me. know
2: if you were. I yeah, I just chimed in.
3: Yeah, we got it. Uh, we got it covered. We should probably have uh, figured that out. Yeah,
2: it's okay. Sorry, it's a Monday.
3: Way to go, Marci. Sorry. It's all right. Forgive you.
5: How'd you feel that way?
3: There it is. Hey, okay. What?
2: There it is. We also need a new gauntlet contestant. So if you want to play in the gauntlet today, you have a chance to win a trophy.
5: Yeah, maybe we'll win one.
2: You've just been handing them out left and right. Uh, air comfort service tax line 314 399 Again, if you want to play in the gauntlet, text in gauntlet. If you haven't played in a while, maybe Marshall will pick you out. And you can, again, have a chance to win a trophy. Jamie. Yeah. What, what can the Blues learn from the Stanley Cup final? I mean... They already kind of know what it takes, at least the front office does. Yeah. But from a player standpoint or maybe a roster construction standpoint, is there anything, anything to be gleaned?
3: Well, I think that a couple of things were reaffirmed here is that you need good goaltending, and I think the Blues are in perfect condition there. They got Joel Hofer that is going to be a great backup goaltender, Jordan Bennington, uh, won't have to put together 65 starts this year. You know, I, I could see him getting 50 starts, Hofer getting 30, 32 starts, kind of the perfect combination. That way both guys are still fresh and, you know, able to do their thing come playoff time if the Blues get to the playoffs, which obviously is the ultimate goal. From a roster construction standpoint, I go back to the defense core. Yeah. You know, we dove into that last week extensively, and I just look at the Vegas Golden Knights again. I mean, even the Florida Panthers right now are having a hard time getting inside. Getting to the inner slot, getting the the in the house, they got oak trees back there, and they got oak trees that move the puck really well. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why, this is why so many teams would be, you know, ringing the phone off the hook for Colton Pareko. I understand that for some of our listeners and some of the fan base that there's a frustration there, but guys like Colton Pareko is what you build around. Yeah, he's a part of a great defense core. You need a guy like that. Like the Vegas Golden Knights would add Colton Pareko in a heartbeat. Anybody, any contending team would scoop him up at his 6.5 and go laughing themselves silly. Mm -hmm. So you need more guys that are big like that and can box out and control the middle of the ice, or you need guys that are willing to do it or able to do it. You don't necessarily need an oak tree if you got somebody who's smaller in stature but can do it. But you still have to be able to, one, think that way, and then, two, accomplish that mission. As far as being uh, the forwards up front, depth. Depth. You look at the way these rosters are, are made up for the, these two teams. And now Vegas has got a, an abundance of depth, and Florida Panthers do a really good job. Florida Panthers got a couple of older guys that they brought in, You know, this uh, Eric Stahl being one of them. But he, does, he fulfills his duties out there, does a great job, plays a pretty good game, and he can move him up and down the lineup, which actually leads me to something that I was thinking about for the Blues. And I, I don't know what the price tag would be on this player. He is an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's a centerman. He's easily a third-line center, but you could drop him down to fourth-line center if if need be. And he's a penalty killer. He can also play the power play. And he just so happened to be in town to watch the St. Louis City SC game on the weekend. Oscar Sundquist. I want to see what his price tag is going to be um, moving into next season. I think he checks a lot of the boxes for the Blues. He's not blessed with a tremendous amount of speed, but he never was. hmm but, boy, does your lineup look a little better, a little deeper when you got him as your third-line center. You got Robert Thomas, Braden Shen, Oscar Sundquist. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And then you know whoever you bring in or whoever you promote or whatever it is to be your fourth-line center. And if you go out and you're lucky enough to grab a free agent center that's two and a half to $3 million, great. Sonny plays fourth-line then, and he kills penalties for you. And then when there's an injury or you're going to lock down a game uh, with two minutes left to go— You put him anywhere you need to. I think the injuries that he's had have lowered his market value. He did not play a lot in Minnesota. Uh, He had an okay role in Detroit, but I don't think the asking price is going to be a tremendously high thing. And he still has a house here, or a place here in St. Louis. Comes back here, he's back to the city. He wants to be here.
7: Mm
3: -hmm. Throw him out an offer. Give him, a, give him a one-year deal. See what it looks like. See if he's got any gas left in the tank. But that's the kind of guy that you talk about reclamation projects. He's not a guy that's going to put up 20 goals for you. Probably put up 10 to 15 goals, but, man, you're confident when he's on the ice. Yeah. You talk about defensive play. You talk about locking down the middle of the ice. You talk about four-check, cycling, finishing your hits, getting to the net front. This guy can it's do it. He's a known commodity, much like Sammy Blay was a known commodity. Now, Sammy Blay has upped his game. But even if there was a version that you had of Sammy Blay before, you know what he brings to the table. He knows the coaching staff. He knows the system, the city, the passion. So, for me, the, the roster construction and all that, we debate that all day long. I think when you have a guy in your backyard that wants to be here, maybe you learn from past mistakes and you bring this guy back.
2: Good call. That's Jamie Rivers. i Anthony Stalter. Don't forget, we have Stanley Cup. Uh, Final game two, pregame starting at 6.30. Tonight, as the Panthers look to even up the series against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. All right, we waited long enough. We got to address this. We had the home run derby at O'Fallon Hoots. uh, The car Car shield field. Another victory for us, by the way. On Saturday. Well, you know, hey, listen, I'm, I'm willing to say, you know, to be continued on this. We'll get into the details of it all. But I'll tell you what I'm not willing to do. Allow the Rizzuto show to completely go on their show slander Slander us, and then come on these airwaves and talk about us to one of our shows. Mm-hmm.
5: They're just on a tour right now.
2: Yeah, spitting absolute excuses, excuses, lie, lie mm-hmm. lies. You got people tweeting at us. Oh, you guys lost again, huh? Nothing could be further than, th- further from the truth. So we're gonna play a little game. It's called narrative, or, narrative or reality. That's next on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
1: Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
5: Um, It was an eventful weekend. Especially for you two, because it was your first yes. home run derby. O'Fallon wow. Hoots Riz Show versus the Fast Lame. and uh... Did you
9: say Fast Lame? Oh, yeah, isn't that the show called? Yeah, I thought it was. It yeah. was not lacking in drama or controversy. I can tell oh you that. Oh, my gosh.
2: So that was the Rizzuto Show.
9: Sons Rizzuto
3: himself. Learn Fast Lame. Come on, learn. At least get original. We've heard that for three years now. Right. Oh, come on. Be better. So we had the
2: home run derby and for those that went out there, first of all, thank you. a fun event as always. love seeing people love love when people you know, people say, hey, uh you know, listen to the show we thank you, we love it whatever I'm always like, no, this is we we love having everybody out and participating in the event it's it's always great it's the O'Fallon hoots stadium and go see a baseball game too there The the stadium is awesome it's great but we've had our home run derby there the last couple of years we had the celebrity uh softball game there uh, one year going back I don't know four or five years ago now so the event itself always outstanding the people that work at the O'Fallon hoots stadium to produce that event because there's a lot of moving parts there there's a lot of things going on and everybody did a tremendous job. Now, if you listen to the Rizzuto show this morning, they complained about everything. They complained about, you know, um, the way that the events uh, took place and how uh, the schedule was set up and how, you know, uh, it got started late and all this stuff. There, I mean, nothing but negativity from 105.7 The Point Rizzuto show this morning. Um, to the point where I thought I just thought this is this is embarrassing, Jamie. This is absolutely embarrassing. Then they started talking about the actual home run derby. <laughs> so we're gonna play a game called Narrative or Reality, and we'll talk about what's a narrative and what's reality. And for those narrative that are actually or there,
3: call it Rizzuto Show or Reality?
2: Perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. So let's start off with this. This is Rafe this morning talking about the home run derby and. For those that listen to all the smack talk that he was doing over the last couple of weeks, you know he had like a little pre-workout that was the key to unlocking all of his success in the Home Run Derby.
5: Called it Exploder. Yeah, because his – ex- when he mentions it.
2: There you go. He's talking he about means. this pre-workout drink that he has. So here's here's Rafe talking about it.
9: I take my Exploder to time it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? I forgot about I that. Go yeah. take, I go into a porter potty. And I take my exploder. Dry dock? I, I dry dock my exploder in a porter potty because I'm that committed to the timing cycle of when I want to peak explosion. Yes. Then we get to the dugout. The game starts a half hour late.
7: Mm-hmm. So
9: now I'm a half hour Complaint. off my cycle. Mm. And I'm like, uh-oh. That's okay. I think my exploder will hold over to the first round because I'm going to go. And we're the second event. I'm getting the dugout. I see Rivers go whisper something to character, All of a sudden, right. they come back. The lineup's changed
2: okay uh one that never happened jamie you can verify you if you said anything to randy it was probably hey great job emceeing this event thanks for being out here randy but there was nothing about the schedule that jamie changed
3: i can't i don't i didn't i kept asking what the hell the schedule was because nobody seemed to know they were like media one versus media two yes they didn't have names for us but they did and the schedule. Was, Ari had the name. Ari had the Ari,
2: shout out to Ari, yeah. who was who was working. First of all, we 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 learned who who she was. We treated her like a human being, unlike the Rizzuto show.
3: Yeah, that was that was wrong the way you treated her.
2: You know, we we were hey Ari, thank you so much for. Do you have the schedule? Yes, I do. It's on it's on the phone. First media, first yeah. media matchup was Brooke versus Learn. It was always that way. But here's the thing about the Rizzuto show. They got to do their social media posts. They got to get on social media, tell everybody how great they are. Look at us, look at us, look at us. Didn't bother at all to, you know, get to know the people that are running the event. Had they done so, instead of, you know, dry docking pre workout in the porta potty together, they could have actually looked at the schedule, which was always learn versus Brooke.
3: Yeah. It was kind of weird the way they behaved. Yeah. They wouldn't even talk to, like, Mike Matheny or, no. like, nothing. No. Well, like,
2: Learn. Lern- at one point, I, I thought they were going to have to call security. Oh, I thought they were going to have to call, to call security. I
3: cleanup crew for the drool. Yeah. My goodness.
2: I thought at one point security's going to have to be called because learn kept following Mike Matheny around.
3: She physically assaulted him.
2: At one point, yes.
3: She wrapped her arms around him. Yeah. Uh, he looked at me. He had panic in his eyes. mm mm-hmm. um, I did not know how to save him at that point.
2: Yeah, but Mike's a big, you know, he's a bi- he's a big guy, athletic, put on a great show that night. Handsome, handsome as ever, he handled himself just fine. Okay, he did great. Mike, he did great. Learn, we don't have the clip here, but learn also admitted that. Uh, I mean, she was she was high as a kite on on uh, cold medicine. She not only was that's
3: performance enhancing. Not only quite was honestly. Rafe
2: performance enhancing, yeah. so
3: was learn. Yeah. She admitted this
2: morning uh, she was she was just out of her mind on cold medicine. <laughs> she said, "This is this is unbelievable." And here's the other thing: I met I've met Lern's mother several times now. Sweet lady, wonderful woman, wonderful woman. She was there. She was there at the at the, at the event. And I talked to her. I said, "You know, hey, Lern did a great job." Because at this point, Lern and Brooke had gone. I said, "Lern did a great job." I-, I don't understand. And Tim was there. Tim's Tim's Lern's husband. Great guy great guy I said I don't really understand the, the the smack talk constantly coming from learn
3: yeah she's changed Anthony it's she's changed yeah but at the at the end of it I gave
2: learn's mother a hug because she's a sweet woman and then I went into the dugout and said hey learn I just gave it to your mother gave her a nice hug I know she didn't bring you up this way learn I know it
3: she's gave Tim thankful. gave
2: gave it to Tim too Gave it to Tim in the bullpen. Well, why wouldn't she? A man hug because I respect that guy. And Learn he likes that. Absolutely. Learn just talking smack. So Learn and Brooke go 0-0. Zero, zero. Rafe gets up there. He promises 40 home runs. He hits seven. Yeah. Our guy Rocky was oh, the exploder. It was the exploder. It was an exploding. It was, right. it was exploding of ground balls consistently from Rafe's bat. And... Rockyo goes up there. He's he's nervous. He does it first time in the home run derby himself. It was seven to one for most of his time. And then Rocchio, because he's a he's a finisher, he puts he winds up putting six on the board.
3: He left it all out there on the he field. He certainly
2: did. You talk about a guy that understood. exactly he threw up twice, I think.
5: He did. He Wait, left what?
2: Rocchio <laughs> threw up multiple times. He reached his puke point.
5: He did. Because it was so hot outside. Everything. We're
3: not sure. He's a competitor. He just was dialed in, and when the moment was over, yeah. he just let it go. Exactly. And he
5: just...
2: Rah. So, 7-6. So, they're up one. They're up one. King Scott goes. King Scott, very good. I, Rizzuto, the Rizzuto show kept saying he got seven. I think he got six. Either way, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Jamie, our guy, he goes up there. He hits 11. And Jamie, the funny thing is, Jamie didn't find his swing for the first two minutes.
3: Yeah, I was a little frustrated.
2: I think you hit nine home runs in the final minute. (laughs) So 11 to 7 or whatever. I think we're up three or four. We're up
3: four at the time.
2: By the time, it's Moon versus me. That's the the last round. And Moon was outstanding. He put 15 on the board. He was great. Doesn't surprise me at all. I was telling you guys before, I go, he's good for 12 to 15. 12 to 15, Moon is good for. Mm Mm-hmm. You are right on. I looked at him at one point. You're good for 12 to 15, my man. I oh, will see, you know, whatever. So he hits. T- after after he goes, after all they go, we're, what do we do, Jamie? We're congratulating them. That's great effort, all this stuff.
3: Yeah, it was a, like a really good thing. We were yeah. being nice to them.
2: So I get up there. I hit 15. The scoreboard was wrong. It said 17 at one point. I looked. I, I looked. I turn afterwards. Nobody's there. My teammates are there. No, nobody from their show.
3: Oh, they were just sour, Anthony.
2: Moon, complete panic attack.
3: It's like he had a bitter beer. His face was just bitter beer face.
2: He had a complete panic attack. That the scoreboard said seventeen. Rocchio goes, no, it's only fifteen. They
3: added two more, yeah, probably we on accident. Didn't even need those extra two. Didn't even need but them. Thanks for trying.
2: Full panic attack, Moon. And the petition—they're already signing the petition. R- scoreboard, scoreboard cheating.
3: Well, Rafe too. Like Anthony, this is the funny part. Is Rafe. Mm you know, when he was away from the rest of the Rizzuto show, you know, you're there with me. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we're lost. We, are, Yeah, you guys got us. You did a better job than us. And yeah, literally like was like totally, like, not that he conceded, but he did. Like his,
2: his girl was there too. Sweet as ever. Tina, I think was yeah, her name. Tina. Tina, sweet as ever. She even said, she goes, boy, you guys did a great job. I said, you know who did a great job? Rafe did a good job. Moon did a great job. Learn did a great job. King Scott did a That's who did a great job tonight i listen to this crap from mm-hmm. them
3: today calling us cheaters and I don't I didn't particularly like um, You know, I didn't particularly like the way they just overlooked our guy Dylan
2: Seriously, we got to get to Dylan. So we we're, we're late for the gauntlet Marshy's giving me the wrap-up as 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 he should So wrap we're gonna get up, to Anthony. the we're
3: gonna do the gauntlet. Okay, is that
2: advice? We're gonna do the gauntlet. Yeah, very true
5: we it's gotta, just, we gotta, we gotta revisit this. We're gonna revisit this because there's a lot. of we I haven't
2: even get to most of the audience. I
5: wasn't even there, and it sounds like the exact same thing that happened last year. Just a lot of excuses, yeah. uh, the same excuses. Actually, it's crazy oh, well, how you can just make up the same, same excuse every, every single year. For
2: for a year, I had to hear about this magic bat. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even. I I brought I brought a, a bat that's 15 years old. Didn't yeah. use. I used their bat. I said, okay, we're going to eliminate the bat excuse. If I you didn't notice, even nobody... use
3: the cheater bat. Right. I used a different bat because I was like, I do not the we cheater used bat. We use their bats. Right? Yeah. Hey, thanks.
2: Brooks, br- br- we'll, we'll get into Which, it. Which, by Anyways. the way,
3: they they used a cheater bat this year openly. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we're using the, this bat's hot. It's a loaded bat. Oh.
2: Didn't hear anything from them. I didn't them. use that. Unbelievable. Uh, more lies from the Rizzuto show coming up at some point, but we got the gauntlet next in Fast and I want on win ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three Warriors. Four categories. One challenger. Can you master the gauntlet?
6: Brought to you by Master. Your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit
4: Mastor.com. 407
3: here in the fast lane on 101 espn your time check brought to you by clarkson jeweler official provider of rolex jewelry it's time for the gauntlet so we head out to the hotline here and bring on our guy john john how are we doing today
8: hey i'm doing all right how are you guys doing
3: well we're good we're trying to give it we're tired of giving away gauntlet trophies but apparently that's what we're doing these days so i imagine that you'll probably just you know beat the snot out of us here three days in a row and get your trophy too john
8: uh, I'm sure that'll be fine as long as I don't get hockey. <laughs> oh, well, it depends.
3: Anthony usually gets hockey. So. Yeah, that's
8: true. It's very <laughs> true. I, I have uh, never seen a hockey game in my life, so uh, that'll be funny this see. Well, John, shame on you.
3: Your St. Louis Blues are quite the <laughs> team. Yeah, I'm just saying.
8: I live in Iowa, so. Sorry.
3: All right. Well, you've got your the Iowa Wild out there, the AHL hockey team. They're pretty
5: exciting.
2: Jamie knows of a hockey team, whether it's minor league, professional, or yeah, otherwise.
5: League. It doesn't. You could have said any. You could have said anywhere
2: in in any country, for that matter, and Jamie would have said, "Oh, that's the uh, Croatian Croatians. They, yeah, they're there." No,
3: that's your team,
2: Anthony. That's true. I like those guys. All right. So, John. You know how this works. You got to pick the contestant, that you, or you want to pick the, uh, the competitor, and then the wheel will choose the category. So, who are you going to win today, Marsh, Jamie, or myself?
8: I will go with you, Stalter. That's a good choice.
2: Yeah, I've been struggle. I've been on the struggle bus.
3: Good luck to you, John. You too. All right, as Anthony makes his way to the cone of silence, John, we're going to go over the rules here. Although you probably know, maybe some of our listeners are first timers here in the Gauntlet. Each question is worth two points if you answer correctly without using the options if you use the options and answer correctly it's only worth one point point. and of course if you get it wrong well it's just flat out wrong and depending how bad it is we might laugh at you all right john uh the next order of business here is for you to tell marshy to spin the wheel
8: marshy spin that wheel
3: All right, John. So you said hockey is one that you don't want. What do you want? What would be your your preference?
8: Uh, I would prefer baseball.
3: All right. Well, John, it's not baseball. Mm. Uh, In fact, the wheel is an evil entity, and it has landed on hockey.
8: (laughs) Of course. Of course. Yeah,
3: (laughs) But, but, but you are facing Anthony, so I think. Has Anthony won? in hockey yet. Let's let me let me look at the standings. Marshy has the spreadsheet in here and I don't think Anthony's ever won a hockey. He is 1 and 8. 1 and 8. So you're saying there's a chance, John?
8: Oh boy, let's go.
3: All right, buddy. Again, the category is hockey, question number 1. Which goaltender recorded two shutouts in the conference finals this season? <laughs>
8: Yeah, I'm pretty sure with any hockey fan, they could probably tell you this right away. So I'm just going to go back to high school and uh, give me the options here.
3: You got it. Was it Sergei Bobrovsky, Laurent Brossois or Aiden Hill?
8: Uh, I'm pretty sure you just made up those first two names, so I'll go with Aiden
5: Hill. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. Question number two. In the 2019 Eastern Conference Final, which team did the Boston Bruins sweep to advance to the Stanley Cup Final to take on the Blues? I'll need the options again. Your options are the Washington Capitals, the New York Islanders, or the Carolina Hurricanes? Um,
8: I'll go with the Carolina Hurricanes final.
3: All right. Question number three. Who is the last team the Blues swept in the playoffs? Options. Was it the Dallas Stars, the Minnesota Wild, or the Vancouver Canucks?
8: Uh, What was the first one? Dallas Stars. I'll go with them. Final
5: answer. Question number four. In the 11 years, the Atlanta, or I'm sorry, in 11 years, the Thrashers were in Atlanta before moving to Winnipeg. How many times did they make the playoffs?
8: Ooh. Within 11 years, you said?
5: Yes, within 11 years.
8: Okay. Uh, so for this one, I'm, I'm just going to blindly throw
5: a dart out there. Uh
8: Five. Final answer? Final answer.
3: All right, John, let's bring in our guy, Anthony. We're not going to say anything to give it away. We're just going to go with the questions. So, Okay, here he goes. Here comes Anthony Stalter back into the studio here. He's going to plug his ears in so he can hear us. Anthony, how are you, my friend? Great. Good. What, Mike Ryder, have good music or good conversation? Good today? conversation. Yeah, we're talking grilling. Oh, that mm. is, that's always good conversation. Yeah, we're talking grilling. So, all right. Well, speaking of grilling, Anthony, you better pack a lunch. Oh boy! All right. Question number one: Which goaltender recorded two shots? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Are you serious? Category is hockey.
2: So the one category John didn't want, (laughs) and the one that we said I always get Mm -hmm. is you're serious. It's hockey. Uh,
3: yeah. The wheel has spoken. The wheel is evil. Wow. Okay. Okay. Take it from the top. Question number one. Which goaltender recorded two shutouts in the Conference Finals this season? Conference Finals. Yeah, so all of the Conference Finals. There's a goaltender okay. that recorded two shutouts. Who was it?
2: Well, we know it wasn't Jake Ottinger. He had a rough one. And I don't think any of the Florida... Calgary... all they weren't out. It's gotta be Aiden Hill. I'll go Aiden Hill, final answer.
5: Question number two. In the 2019 Eastern Conference Final, which team did the Boston Bruins sweep to advance to the Stanley Cup Final to take on the Blues?
2: Ooh. Who did Boston sweep that year?
5: Uh, I wanna say it was Carolina, but can I get the options, please? Options are the Washington Capitals, the New York Islanders, or the Carolina Hurricanes. I gotta go with my gut here. Carolina, final answer.
3: Alright Antoine, question number three. Who is the last team the Blues swept in the playoffs?
2: The last team the Blues swept in the playoffs. Well, a year ago, they did not sweep the Wilds. They did not sweep, unfortunately, the Avalanche. Uh, uh, they didn't sweep anybody in 2019. I'm, uh, I'll save some time
3: here, can I get the options please? Yeah. I was it. the Dallas Stars. Minnesota Wild or the Vancouver Canucks. Stars, Wild, Canucks.
2: Ah. I'll go with the Stars. I admit this is a guess. I don't- th- I know they've- they have- they've had some ups and downs against the Wilds. I- I- I'm gonna- this is a guess. I'm gonna go with Stars. Uh, final answer.
5: Question number four. In the 11 years the Thrashers were in Atlanta before moving to Winnipeg, how many times did they make the playoffs?
2: This is going to be like a a low number, I would imagine. I'm just going to go with zero. I feel like if you're going to ask the question, it's probably very low. Zero or one. I'm going to go zero. Final answer.
3: All right. Let's go over this. Let's start uh, right there. Question number four. In the 11 years the Thrashers were in Atlanta before moving to Winnipeg, how many times did they make the playoffs? John went with five and did not use the options. Anthony, you did not use the options, you went with zero.
5: Answer is... It is a low number, however, it is one. Ah.
3: Made the playoffs one time, never won a playoff game. (laughs) So 0-0 after one. Uh, Let's go to question two. In 2019, the Eastern Conference Final, which team did the Boston Bruins sweep to advance to the Stanley Cup Final to take on your St. Louis Blues? John, you said Carolina Hurricanes. Anthony, you said the Carolina Hurricanes. Answer is...
5: It's the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. Both
3: of you needed the option. Nice job, John. 1-1. Uh,
8: after I got two. one. I'm happy.
3: All right. Let's go to question number three. Who is the last team the St. Louis Blues swept in the playoffs? John, you said Dallas. Oh. Anthony, you said Dallas. Answer is...
5: It's the Dallas Stars. Nice, John. That's, <laughs> that's two, buddy.
3: And both of you use the options. All right. From we, 2001. Yeah, I remember. Oh, really? That.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay. I, I, I do not remember. That.
3: Here's the situation you guys are tied at two. One question left. Oh, boy. Which goaltender recorded two shutouts in the conference finals this season? John. You said Aiden Hill. Anthony, you," said Aiden Hill. "Answer is. Well, it's Aiden Hill. But Anthony did not need the options, John. Ooh.
1: You have chosen poorly.
7: You lose. Not today. <laughs>
8: John, well done. The three—I mean, three out of four. <laughs>
7: yeah,
8: yeah. I'm uh, I'm amazed that I got that many. <laughs> Good for you. It was awesome,
3: man. Good job, John
8: yeah thanks
2: yeah nice job john thanks for listening thanks for planning seriously man three three out of four that's you gotta hold your head high on that
3: one man
8: yeah considering they were all just complete guesses so yeah hey that's okay
3: <laughs> and you're uh you're listening from iowa are you yeah well we appreciate that no very doubt. much
8: yeah thank you john appreciate you thank you yeah thanks for having me and i enjoyed the show
2: thank awesome, you john. man thanks John. take care john's uh john's super
8: nice guy
5: Super. Your nice turn guy. to be a nice guy. Yeah, I feel like it's like ring around the <laughs> yeah, rosy but, here. You know, the thing he, is, I don't think Anthony
3: feels bad.
5: I don't either, which is really the disturbing part. I never feel bad. You take your chances. You come into the gauntlet. If you yeah, get, that's true. if you get boot stomped, you w- get boot stomped.
2: Once that's that difficult. cage door closes, I mean, it's it's on.
5: So am I the only one that feels bad yes. for for beating nice people? Yeah,
2: but you should though, you know, like the, the ones that you face are really nice they're and like they're
5: super like, nice, like birthdays. Yeah, it's like their
2: eighty first birthday. Yeah. Or, Child's
5: in the car. Yeah, like, trying to be a good, you know seriously. role model. And you're just yeah.
2: Anyways, all right, back to your Cardinals. Would it be smart for the Cardinals to be sellers at the deadline? We'll get to that next. <laughs> The fast one on 101 at ESPN. Would it be smart for the Cardinals to be sellers at the deadline? I know that our guy Swan. I think Swan is being, emo- you know, he's he was emotional. He's frustrated, just like a lot of Cardinals fans are. And Cardinals fans, may, some Cardinals fans may feel this way. You know, just just sell then. If you're not going to be a competitor, sell, but blow it up. Jamie, as frustrated as we are, we spent the first hour today being frustrated over the Cardinals' lack of success and everything that we're seeing it doesn't make sense to sell it 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 doesn't make sense to do what the blues did because you don't have a bunch of expiring contracts like the blues did you don't you didn't know one way or another if ryan o'reilly was going to come back in in the offseason you didn't know you you know you knew vladimir you knew vladimir turasenko wasn't going to resign with you so it makes sense to trade him ivan Barbashev was likely to price himself out of a market that you're going to be in because of your cap situation made sense to deal him, made sense to deal Ryan O'Reilly. The Blues and the Cardinals are not a comparable this season. You don't have a ton of expiring contracts. Could you sell off like a, a Paul DeYoung? Sure, you could do that. I, I won't fight you on that. Could you trade Tyler O'Neill? Yeah. If he's healthy and provides any sort of value to another team that they'd be interested, yeah. But you're not going to go through this wholesale sell at the deadline.
3: It doesn't make any sense to. <laughs> as frustrated as we are. What would you sell? It, exactly. No, but what would you sell? Okay, Goldie, Aronado? Right. That's what you're selling. Doesn't make sense. For what? Like yeah, oh, you could get a you could get a haul. Okay and and then what? Like, what's the ultimate goal? Is is the ultimate goal to just sell off? Like, if you're one of those people right now out there thinking to yourself, sell everybody, get rid of everything. You're in the midst of a tough season right now as a Cardinals fan. You don't know what a tough season is. You sell you sell off all these pieces and you go with some young guys and prospects, and you end up being the Cincinnati Reds and the Pirates for an extended period of time. I know the Pirates are are playing very well this year compared to what they have before. But look at the misery Mm -hmm. that they've gone through. How long that's been. Their fan base. And they're still not trying. So if you sell off these pieces, what does it leave you with? Mm -hmm. It's just not the right thing to do. It's not even comparable to the Blues right now. If Paul Goldschmidt was on the last year of his contract and Nolan Arenado was on the last year of their contract and they weren't performing and the team wasn't doing well, I could see... You're going, you know what, let's go get some starting pitching, some elite starting pitching by putting these guys on the market and see what we can get. Mm -hmm. But they're not. They're not on the last year's contract. And you made a promise, from what I understand, I wasn't at that meeting, but you made a promise to Nolan Arenado that you're going to try and make some moves to make this team a serious contender, now, the players haven't held up their end of the bargain and maybe Mo hasn't either with the the pieces that he's got. Maybe it's shared blame at this point for as far as that's concerned. But you can I just don't see any world where you're selling off your pieces to rebuild.
2: And by the way, if you did sell, let's just say you wanted to go full full on sell mode. You sell you trade Paul Goldschmidt, you trade Nolan Arenado. Like you you completely build around youth. You do realize You'd be trading to a contender and a contender is not going to give you Major League talent back You're talking about prospects at that point. Do you want to play the prospect roulette roulette game? Wait a couple of years, maybe some of you do maybe some of you are just tired of this this approach and you're willing to eat a couple of years You won't like it a year from now. I don't think you're any I don't think you're closer to getting this organization where it should be by selling. If you want to do some pieces, I'm all for it. Young st- trade him while his value is high, if it, if he's still hitting well, I understand that. You got a lot of congestion at shortstop. Tyler O'Neill's there's no value right now.
3: No, well, you could
2: have traded him for... I understand that, but you didn't. Let's deal with the here and now. You want to trade off Dylan Carlson? Teams are going to look at him... As a twenty-four year old that that yeah still has some potential, he's also been hurt. That potential hasn't hasn't also materialized. You're gonna be it's gonna be harder than you think to trade off some pieces and be better off for it. That's the key. You may you sell, so you're better off down the road. I don't think the Cardinals are gonna be in that
5: spot. What about with guys like like Jack Flaherty, Jordan Montgomery? Those type of players, like I've seen rumors in so rentals. That's yeah. fine. Like rumors about Goldschmidt, you know his contract ends after next year. Like, oh, maybe they float him out. Like, I don't see that happening. But you know, at the deadline, if a team is looking for a Jack Flaherty, I mean we you know, we've seen see some encouraging things from Jack Flaherty. See ya, Jordan Montgomery. You know, he hasn't really been what he was last year. If you want to trade him away too. You can't get any worse with this rotation, if I'm being honest. You know, that's just my opinion. Uh, right. opinion. Uh, and you give some some younger guys in the system a chance to uh, stretch things out and become a starter and see, you know, what they can bring because at the end of the day, yeah, you can't get any worse. You're literally the worst team in the National League right now. Right, And you're telling me because, oh, your division is crap that you – you're going to be buyers mm-hmm. to what right trade pieces away and uh, you know, maybe some prospects for a team that might make the playoffs. Yeah. I thought what the blues did uh, uh, like it sucked. It sucks. Seeing the blues not make the playoffs.
2: Right. But it was defined. The, the trade guess, deadline had, was defined. It was great. I thought they
5: did what they had to do. Right. And I wonder if, if this front office Will do the same because they have not really been in this situation before. Yeah. Even the seasons that that they missed the playoffs leading up to 2019, they were always there. They're mm. always still right there. But this team, I don't know. Like we've been told that this team has a great offense and and whatever. And and we've seen it happen. I think that's what makes this thing feel frustrating. Is we have seen them score 10 plus runs. We see what can happen when they score. Yeah. They're a good team, but like they're just not consistent. No. Oh, uh, well. They are being very consistent when now when it comes to not being able to drive runners in. That's a de- that, that really that's if you have the talent like if, if the talent is is pretty yeah. good pretty
2: close across the board. That's that's the difference between a- average and great teams or average and good teams. Consistency.
5: Here, here's a question I have, and, and maybe maybe I, I I don't know what the answer is, but we talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and their core, and they gr- unbelievable great players. Austin Matthews had like a career year last year. Great, great talent. They they can't do anything in the playoffs. Right when it really matters, they can't do anything. I'm just throwing the question out there: Is this the right core for the Cardinals? I don't. I don't even know how to
2: answer that question when you don't have pitching.
5: And I'm not. Sugi- I'm not That's, copying out. I'm not. Know, it's not a cop out. But here's the thing. You, you lost, the, the games that you lost the past few years, you lost to the Dodgers mm-hmm. by, what, a, a run? Yeah. You took them to the, to the brink against Max Scherzer. Right. Adam Wainwright pitched that game. Uh-huh. I thought he did a, a pretty decent job. He did. He pitched very well. Offense, no show. Last right. year, game one, you had Juan Yepes, who wasn't even on the team for most of the year. Right. He hits a home run. The rest of the team, no show. Second game, no show. Sure. What round, Is it though? the pitching?
2: right now yes you don't have enough pitching well you, I, you I understand that yeah so what you but the dodgers were wild card to, uh, a wild card game for right? sure last year was the it was the wild card round right right okay but i
6: realize
2: you can't even get
5: out of that round because your offense
2: i understand but you, that's three that's three games right It's three tight games and yes those guys pitched well you don't have the pitching to win a second round I'll go ahead and give you those games. Great. You th- If you think that you're winning a, a, a second round mm-hmm. with the group that you have right now,
5: forget it. Well, yeah, the group they have right now, I don't know if they're even going to make the playoffs. No. For As that, of right now, no. For, for, for that conversation. There's only
3: one chance of making the playoffs for the Cardinals this year. That's winning the division. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that.
2: That's Jamie Rivers, that's Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalters, the fast on 101 ESPN. All right. We want to give a uh, a quick a recap, Not a recap, but we'll put a bow on the Home Run Derby and all the lies the Rizzuto Show is, is spilling out there. And then we're going to do our Sports 6-pack at uh, 445. So if you got a question for us, 314-399-9646. We'll do that in about 15 minutes. Uh, but uh, clarifying some lies the Rizzuto Show was telling about us next on one hundred and one
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: As Marcia said, he said it perfectly. Rizzuto Show making a bunch of excuses. A year ago was the bat that we used, even though they used the same bat. And uh, a year ago, I sucked, Jamie. This year, I decided I'm not going to bring any bats. I'm going to use their bats. Mm. This year is better. So maybe it wasn't about the bats,
3: Jamie. Um, Anthony, you were an animal this year. As were you, my friend. As were you.
2: So we put on a good show. We complimented them. We're gracious to them. And we supportive? turn around. It's very supportive, very supportive. All of a sudden, I woke up this morning with a knife in my back. Jamie, I know you had one too, because of Several. because of them. Several. So here's one of their excuses. Rafe was talking about his uh, his exploder. The timing of it all. Jamie cheated. Told the people to switch up the schedule.
3: That's because oh yeah, I have that that's kind a of lie.
2: power. That's a lie. Here's Rafe talking about uh, home runs
9: that he hit. Taken off the board. I get in a groove. I start hitting some dingers, right? I get up to seven. Then I hit an eighth. Eight Go goes on the scoreboard. Yeah. Eight comes off the scoreboard. Right. Mm-hmm. character says, oh, it hit the top of the fence. And bounced Which back is- in. And bounced back in. But our people sitting in the bullpen said it hit the fence, hit the building, pops back in. Mm-hmm. So it popped over, hits the shed. Comes back in, they take it off the board. That's so there's it. one taken off oh. the board.
3: Right. <laughs> That's what building? The, the clubhouse that is located like 10 feet behind it?
2: I remember the one he's talking about. Do you I know, do too. Do you know why Randy said, no, that wasn't a home run. It hit, the, it hit the top of the wall? Because it hit the top of the wall. It was clear as day. It hit the top of the wall, bounced back. Yeah. Hey, if we're going to count those... You might as well add about, I don't know, fifteen more to Jamie and Ice total. If we're gonna count the ones that bounce off the wall. Yep. Here's Moon completely disrespecting Randy, by the way.
9: The MC is a homer. Yeah. For the fast lane. That's right. Wow. Didn't yep. even think that through. Oh um, I didn't I love even Randy, think that through. But he is by proxy corrupted in this situation. He is a corrupt man. I guess so. right.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean Brooke Grimsley is his and Matt and Rocchio. ...are his co-hosts,
3: mm-hmm. right? Yep.
5: Yeah. Yep.
6: So he's root. I mean, he is
5: rooting for he's, them to win. He's rooting for Brooke. Uh,
3: Anthony, honestly, it just gets worse every time I hear this stuff. Y-
2: you want to call it's me... sad. You want to call me a piece of crap? Fine. You want to call f- Jamie a piece of crap? Fine. We get that. We understand that. You want to call Randy Carriker a piece of crap?
3: A true pro.
5: I don't think so. That When I heard that, it... I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It hits it hits you in the softballs, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, yeah
3: it doesn't feel good at no, all.
5: No, not at all.
2: So that was them on the Rizzuto show. Then they came down the hallway to our studio, to the balloon party, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson. Here's Rafe. So Actually, we should set this up. So the reason why this is like a TBD situation here, we are up by, I don't know, four, I think. We're up by four. At least. There was going to be a lightning round. The lightning round, everybody's going to get ten swings. That was it, okay? Now, th- to listen to them talk, they were saying, yeah, that's when we planned on winning. Hey, they were going to hit 20 yeah. with ten swings. Yeah, Rafe said 40 to start. He hit seven, but the you know they are going to get them all back there in the lightning round. Well, they had a bubble race. After Moon and I went for the final round, there was going to be a quick mm-hmm. bubble race. Which we'll is knocker balls for yes. everyone that yeah. doesn't. So they were gonna knock what? their balls no. together mm-hmm. yeah. and then we we were gonna do our lightning round. Well, two individuals that were racing in these these big bubbles, they were starting on each foul foul line, they're racing, they're a collide in the middle, which they did, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna get up and run to the opposing foul line. Whoever got there first was gonna be the winner. They collided right in front of us. Because we were out in the, you know, that's around second base. They collided there at center field. Jamie looked at me and goes, man, it looks like a Jamie Rivers hit. I looked at the guy that was, the one of the guys that was in the bubbles and realizing he was wearing a one-on-one ESPN, <laughs> Jamie Rivers, six, jersey. <laughs> I thought, Jamie, look at that. Look at that. Well, about a minute later, and people have t- Randy said he heard it. Heard people, I talked to people in the, even in like the, the, bullpen area said they heard it our guy dylan we know his name because he reached out to us on twitter our guy dylan had what i would describe as a jason kendall injury Mm. some of you might be too young to know the jason kendall injury but jason kendall was a pittsburgh pirates catcher back in the day and he came around third at one point going home and absolutely shattered his ankle Mm. foot sideways oh poor dylan is trying to like get get up he's in complete shock so we run over there dylan hey no pro sit down you're good you're gonna be good first thing he says i i was the first one over there he goes stalter this doesn't look good i said dylan you're gonna be fine man i didn't know his name but i said, I yeah. I said hey you're gonna be fine no problem
7: mm-hmm.
2: jamie comes running over next dylan Looks at Jamie, Jamie. You've ever seen an injury like this?
3: You ever dealt with anything like this? He yeah. says, I was like, well, not quite like that. No. Jamie
2: was excellent though. He
3: goes, No, not quite like that. But, mm-hmm. but you know what? You're gonna be fine, you know?
2: The the uh, medical staff there, right, outstanding. They're outstanding people. Got down there, took about, you know, twenty, twenty five minutes to make sure that Dylan got gotten a, a cast and mm-hmm. onto the stretcher over there. In that time, Rafe looks at me and goes, We gotta call this thing. Rafe goes, we got to call this thing. It's not appropriate to continue the lightning round. Very looked, serious matter. Yes. I looked at him. I said, that that kid over there, that guy over there I pointed at Dylan, he's a warrior, and he wants us to finish this. Mm-hmm. I said, no, we finish this. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I go, I don't want this to be an excuse.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Another excuse for the Rizzuto show. Rafe demanded, demanded that the show not go on.
3: Yeah, Rafe was literally like, we're not we're doing this. I
2: mean, the exploder wore off, so. The exploder wore off. The schedule wasn't right, whatever.
9: Well, here's Rafe on 101. Today, the the, uh, balloon party. Well, we suspect there may have been a plant by ESPN. No! Uh, Supposedly, during a bubble race, this kid broke his ankle in two places. But he had on a Jamie Rivers shirt, which we found highly suspect. We have sympathy, but we're starting to think that it was a wooden ankle. And uh, the kid was a plant to keep us from progressing... That's that's horrible. That's despicable.
3: I can't even listen to it anymore. Quite honestly, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm embarrassed for them, and I can't let this go on anymore.
2: We got one more for you from the Bloom Party. Here's Learn.
5: We that, were that so done? screwed out of the, and we're gonna have a rematch. Hot Brook, I said.
9: Look, Hot I wasn't Brooke. talking smack on you at all. <laughs> Girls got to keep together. I said, but this ain't over. And we're going to get the teams together. We're going to do, we don't know if we're going to do three minute hittings
6: or if we're going to do a lightning round, 10 swings, but the game is not over. So do not let Stalter and Rivers come up in here at two trying to act like they won the home run derby.
2: Anytime, anyplace. And we've been nice. We've been nice.
5: Do I get in on this action? Well, I know I wasn't there. So hey, how about they bring in
2: Riz? Okay. They can yeah. add Riz. We add you. All right. And we're not going to be, we were nice, we were supportive. We didn't talk smack anytime. You want a rematch? We will bury you. On top of the we're going to take you to the woodshed. Mm-hmm. We're going to take you on top of the woodshed. We're going to take you on the side of the woodshed, both sides, all sides. We're going to we're going to bury you beneath that woodshed. I want blood at this point.
3: Yeah, it's just ridiculous.
2: I want Too blood. We were nice. You ticked us off. You rattled the lion cage a little too many
3: times. Right?
2: It's just like, and okay. you get your arm bitten off when you rattle the lion cage too many times, Marsh. You know that,
3: man. And it's like, okay, so we do the ten pitches, and Fine. then they lose again. Then what? What's the excuse then? Ten pitches weren't good enough. The mm-hmm. ball was different. The bat was this. The wind was sideways. Like enough. Man. I wanted filmed. I'm
2: Last thing I'll say on this: they're better at social media okay they're better they're better at social they're better mm. than a lot a lot of things than we are they're better at social media they're better at self you know mm. uh, aggrandizing they're better mm. at pumping themselves up they're better at uh mediocre performances that they blow up to you know mm. ridiculously and embarrassing f- you know levels uh they're much better at us at those things they're not better at hitting
5: home runs I can't believe they would would bring in Dylan like that and make a
2: Dylan, we Excuse. apologize. We apologize to you and your family that you had to hear that today. Sports six back next in the fast lane on one hundred one ESPN.
1: We're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred one ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fastlane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately.
5: Asking me all these weird questions.
4: Answer the question. Answer the question.
5: Answer me! The sports
1: six pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's, your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years.
2: Time for Time for the Sports Six Pack here on the Fast lane on 101 ESPN. Marsh, go. Question
1: number
5: one. All right, not really a question, more of a statement from uh, guess who. You are more upset about a home run derby against the mighty Rizzuto show than the lifeblood of St. Louis, the Cardinals. I'm ready for blood and answers from Mo. Incorrect. Listen to the first hour of the show. Question two, please. Question number two. And for those that don't know who that was from, well, well, you know, you know, just take a guess. From the, From the first,
2: st- six, seriously, listen to the first side of the show. If you, you know, we, you don't you can't listen all day long. We, I understand that. Listen to the first side of the show. It's all
5: about the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. From the six one eight, Jamie, do you think Zachary Bolduc has a place with this team, or should he be used as a trade piece?
3: Well, I think he has a place with this team. I don't know when. So it depends on the level of patience that doug armstrong and the blues want to have regarding his development um, and for some of the listeners who don't know zachary Bolduke is you know one of the blues prospects uh just finished playing in the memorial cup which is the championship of all the junior teams major junior hockey teams in canada and they won they won the memorial cup he had himself a really good year a really good playoff and now he's a champion All of that counts for something I do feel like he's still at least at least a year away maybe two from being an impact player or making the roster here in st Louis Um, so again you have to evaluate what his future looks like what his ceiling might be as opposed to what you might be acquiring in that trade if what you're acquiring in that trade has a higher ceiling and can bring more value to your team um, then you do it if what you're acquiring is just a quick fix veteran guy to plug the lineup uh, then maybe you don't do it and you continue to be patient so that the well isn't completely dry uh, in a year or two of young prospects that you have so uh, to me it depends on the player that would be coming back the other way for the blues
5: question number three from 314 considering how fans have found many new ways to spend money and time over the last four years if the cards continue on their current pace how big of a hit do you think the cards will take in attendance this year
2: they'll take a big hit this year no yes they will oh shush,
5: jamie jamie
3: you don't believe what you're saying right now. yes i do i don't think
2: you do jamie i'm serious i am i'm serious fine I'm serious. If they continue to play this way and they're in last place consistently, fans fans will stop showing up. That stadium, did they stop
3: showing up when they missed the playoffs for a number of years in a row?
2: You mean like when they missed the playoffs and then coming back a year a year later?
3: No. They missed the playoffs 2 years in a row.
2: 3 actually. Yeah, but 3.
3: Did they did they did they stop showing up?
2: No, they didn't, but they were in they were at least in wild card contention at that point. They will not show up. I'm telling you right now, they will not. There will be more red seats hmm. come August than I think people think.
3: I'll just disagree with you. All right. Just based on the fact that people love the Cardinals so so much here and love going down to the ballpark and the whole thing that they may not enjoy the losing and whatnot, but I, I don't think it'll be... An astronomical dip in attendance. I still feel like people will show out, and I think that's why there's a lot of people who are frustrated when the front office maybe doesn't go and do what they would like them to do, it's because they do continuously show up there mm-hmm. with passion for that team. So I'll just, I'm just going to disagree with you.
2: Fair enough. I don't think, it would be, by the way, I don't think it will be like the Oakland A's attendance. No, I understand. But I think there will be a significant dip if they continue to lose. Question,
3: Question number four.
5: Yeah, good call. If there is a considerate amount of people not going to the ball game, do you think the front office will change the way they operate? The only way, the only, (laughs) I don't know. I I, I don't
2: know. I I would hope so would be my response. Because at what point do you say to yourself, okay, we really have to change what we're doing. We really have to take a long look at what we did. This is not a one-off. Like there's, at, at some point the bottom falls out if you're not, if you're, if you're, if your process doesn't work and it's worked for a very long time, okay, this is, I'm not being hot take guy for once, but when you look at what you've been doing, i.e. not adding to this ro- starting rotation, relying on what you have, relying on what you have, relying on what you have, it's not working. So when do you take a good hard look at what you're doing? I would think when the bottom falls out and the bottom f- feels like it's falling out.
1: Question number five.
5: From the 636 hey guys, would going for Oscar Sundquist for third, fourth line for $1.5 to $2 million be a good idea and a good deal? Jamie, I think you illustrated that perfectly earlier.
3: Yeah, uh, if you're just tuning in now, uh, we talked about it earlier. And I I said that Oscar Sundquist was down at the St. Louis City SC game. He had all his gear on. He was with all the super fans, and he was drinking beers and having a great time. Yes, he would absolutely be a fantastic addition to the St. Louis Blues as a third or fourth liner. I think the market's right in and around the million dollars, too, for this guy. He really needs to redeem his career at this point, not because he's a bad player. He just had some injuries, and he hasn't had the opportunity that maybe he should have. He'll get plenty of opportunity here in St. Louis, so that's worth a lot when it comes to to money for him down down the road. You, I could see Sonny signing for eight hundred to a million and just getting things going again back here in St. Louis. So yeah, I would do that. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stoltz.
2: It's the Fast want on 101 ESPN. Do the Cardinals have a decision making problem or an execution problem? We'll kind of get into manager for an office versus the on field product next. <laughs>
6: to put teams away and we're just that one big hit away and it sucks to continue to say that um because it's happened time after time but we are getting a lot of guys on base which you can look at it two ways like we are actually hitting the ball getting on base taking our walks but it, it's still missing that big hit in those key situations to so just blow that game open and uh yesterday's a perfect example of that at the end of the game it looks like it's on geo's hands and, and it looks bad but the reality is um the game shouldn't have been close and uh we need to do a better job with runners in scoring position that's ollie Marmo. a better job yeah i would say so how
3: about a job a better job
2: how about a a not, a not a historically bad job
3: a better job yes ollie you're correct i can't dispute what you're saying you're correct but my god
2: okay well Here's, here's where I'm at with this, too, because a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's f- time to fire Ally. Okay, go for it. You will not fix the problem overnight, though. You won't. It feels It feels better to just blame one person, one entity. Go for it. It feels better. I acknowledge that. But a run, runners in scoring position is not a. There's nothing that Ollie's going to do about the lineup to fix the runners in scoring position problem.
3: No, because they've all had an opportunity. Correct. Top to bottom, they've had runners in scoring position, and it just Correct. hasn't been good.
2: This is an execution problem. That's what this is, in my eyes. I mean, if you guys are, if you guys disagree, go for it. You you can you can let him go. I had the we had the same. I had a similar conversation about Jeff Albert. You can fire Jeff Albert, but it, it, unless you get better hitters, you're not going to have a better offense. So Jeff Albert leaves and we think, "Oh, maybe it was Jeff Albert. Spring training looks good. The first week of the season looked pretty good, and then the dip happened again." So this is kind of where I'm I, I get frustrated when it's when we just want to blame Jeff Albert or just want to blame Ollie and we never circle back to the players. You can fire the guy in charge. I get it. It's easier to do that than it is to look at what the real issue is, which is that you don't have guys that drive drive base runners in. That's the problem. If you want to cycle through managers, cycle through hitting coaches, fine. Go for it. This is an execution problem, though. And I get it. It's difficult. It's difficult to be a big league player to drive runners in. Other teams have magically figured out how to do that, though. I don't think, Jamie, uh, tell me what you think. I don't think that this is necessarily a decision-making issue. There are decisions that are the wrong decisions, as we know, but it's still a decision. I don't think it's a decision-making problem. I think it's an execution problem. That's where I'm
3: at on this. How about yourself? It's 100% an execution problem. Because what's all he's supposed to do? So you got a guy at second and third... Whoever's up next, it's his responsibility to execute. It's not like Ollie can just throw in a pinch hitter that he knows, oh, by the way, I've got the problem fixed because I've got Burleson or Yepes or whomever, take your pick of bench bats that's coming off the bench here, to do the job. Mm -hmm. Because quite honestly, those guys haven't done the job either. Correct. I know there's less opportunity. A guy like Juan Yepes hasn't had a lot of plate appearances this year, just using him as an example. Sure. But no, this falls on the players, Mm -hmm. because I'll go back to it, top to bottom through that lineup. Everybody has had an opportunity to be clutch with runners in scoring position. The only guy that's really been clutch all season long is Nolan Gorman. Right, Gorman's been the guy. Not your Paul Goldschmidt, not Arenado, not some of the other guys. So, what's Ollie supposed to do? Like, what do you, as a manager, what do you do? Right. You have to put the guys out there who are supposed to give you the best chance at winning. And you don't necessarily know when you're going to get runners in scoring position. So the next man up literally has to take that moment, embrace it, and execute. There's nothing all he can do. There's nothing. Can he change the batting order? Yes. Doesn't mean that it's gonna, Doesn't mean that whoever he has in those new spots in the order are mm-hmm. going to succeed with runners in scoring position. Yes. So yes, it's 100% an execution thing.
2: If the clubhouse, if the clubhouse is starting to fall apart, and we're not in there, okay, we're not in there. So we're just let's just talk, let's just talk in um, you know hypotheticals here. But if the clubhouse is starting to fall apart, if it's starting to fracture, if Guys don't understand their roles they're whatever. that's Ollie. That's Ollie. The lineup decisions and th- there's a, there's only if he's got if he's playing poker here's the hand that you're dealt, dude. okay, how can I play how can I play this the best I can? I think that's what he is trying to do. but at some point you either execute or you don't. And you have not executed with runners in scoring position. That is why your offense. Is mostly inconsistent. And I said this tomorrow. Marsh and I were, you know, we were all talking earlier about the, you know, consistency. We haven't seen We've seen a little bit, and it, that's why it's frustrating. That is the difference between good teams and bad teams. That is the difference between great teams and average teams. That's it, it's consistency. The A's are out of the discussion, the A's don't have the talent. The Rockies don't have the talent. The Diamond, well, the Diamondbacks are okay. There's certain teams that don't have the, the... Nationals don't have the talent. So you put them in the... They don't have the talent. They're not even in the discussion. When you start to look at the teams that have talent and what the difference is in the standings, it, it comes back to consistency. It's a 162-game schedule. It's about
3: consistency throughout. Then it's about catching fire. Mm-hmm that's it anthony can i go to the text line for a couple here always all right the the uh, air comfort service text line three one four three nine 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 six four six the first one i'm going to go over here is the fact that uh from the six one eight says it's his job to get the best out of his players
2: okay did he hold okay all right hey Does no does Nolan Gorman fit into that then? Let me start there
3: Well, yeah, he would have to if you're gonna if you're going to blame the manager You also have to credit the manager,
2: but I do you feel like we do that? And I'm saying we I'll just you and I and the listeners. Do you feel like we do that?
3: No, the blame goes when you're losing and you're not executing it goes on the manager when you're winning it's the players, right? It's a tough job.
2: Is it Ollie, so so it, Adam Wainwright his struggles, Ali's fault, correct? Nolan Gorman's success is Nolan Gorman. It's his credit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound
5: somewhat ridiculous?
3: Well, it is, Anthony. That was my point in reading it. Yeah. Okay.
5: I think yeah. I think when you look at it from like decision making, for instance, the one that comes to mind is the Giovanni Gallegos. Him coming in against the Angels, right? Everyone was like, why, why why, would you bring him in? Ryan Helsley only threw 10 pitches. It's like, okay, well, he's been good. If he did his job like he's supposed to, they would have won that game. Mm-hmm. That's the thing like... It's execution. That's execution. Right. I would understand if you brought a guy in who's been horrible all year. Yeah. You bring him in, then you get what you expect. You get what the numbers right. are... Or showing you. Yes. But Giovanni Gallegos has not been a bad pitcher this year. He's been no. one of your better bullpen arms. Unfortunately, he didn't do his job. Right. And you lost. But
2: when he closes out a game, when Ryan Helsley closes out a but game, now, what is the discussion the next day, Marsh? And I'm, I'm saying this because you, you and I are on the same page here. What's when he, the discussion? When, when Ryan Helsley closes out a game, you win. Gio, Gio closes out a game, you win. What's the discussion?
5: Well, I, is there a specific one? How well like they it? pitched? How Correct. Well, yeah. How well they pitched? I was going to say, can, can who, who had a Ryan head. Helsley go another day? Well, yeah, you, you were thinking, you were thinking yeah. as a, on a, as but, a like, producer uh, again, again like uh, Ryan Helsley the other day he, he blows uh, he blew the game and and we're like oh I, you know Helsley shouldn't be the starter they didn't bring Geo in it's right. like all right well like a month ago you were saying that Geo shouldn't be a uh, uh, the closer right. Like well, what is it? It's it, the guy he he just didn't he didn't pitch well that night. And yeah. That that happens. Right. That doesn't mean a manager should be fired, but that that's where it go, that's where losses go. But I, I for sure, I, I will agree though that uh, you know, it, it is unfortunate, but if the guys aren't playing, you know, how right. long are we going to keep this crap up? What are we going to do? They're all they're, uh, they're all culpable.
2: Let's state that. They're I mean, all culpable.
5: The, the Phillies fired Joe Girardi who who was a World Series Manager. Right.
2: Well, don't bring that up because then they got to the World Series last year and then the Texters are gonna fill up. See, all you have to do is fire the manager and then they'll bring they'll, they'll make the comparison to the blues and then
5: it's a whole thing. I will say Mike Schilt, he did have a a decent run in twenty eighteen. He certainly did. They didn't make the playoffs that year. But it do, I mean it does it like right, well, stuff does oh, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm just saying they need to do something because this is not this this ain't cutting it. It's not
2: cutting the cheese.
5: Jamie style. Marshy style, actually. It's the oh, Fast boy, Lane on 101 it?
2: ESPN. All right. Uh, there is some good here. Uh, the pitching looks uh, looks to be turned around, or has it? That's nice on 101
1: ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
6: Great pitch, not where he wanted it, got hit. So, um, overall, he was very efficient. Did a really nice job down in the strike zone. Uh, sinker was a good pitch for him. Or the curveball was a good pitch for him. Got some uh, ground balls on the changeup, but overall, he did a really nice job. Unfortunately, to your point the air walk and then Joe got him. That was Ollie Marmel talking about Jordan
2: Montgomery's start over the weekend, and he stayed in after a rain delay. He allowed four runs. One was earned. Just one. Five and two third innings on Saturday did they did Ollie stick with Mar, with Montgomery too long probably he had dealt with a one hour delay. I mean he probably should have been out of there. but when it comes to the where it went sideways and, for, and it's unfortunate because it's Nolan Arenado, but Nolan Arenado's error opened everything up. It, this to me goes back to the execution. was there a bad decision that was made? Yes could have been saved by make making a play. yes. So Nolan Arenado's error it opens up everything. Jordan Montgomery winds up losing that one. Miles Michaelis two runs on ten hits, struck out two yesterday. Didn't miss a lot of bats. I don't care. I don't care that he gave up ten hits. Miles uh, Miles Michaelis it can be effective giving up a bunch of hits. He's not. He's not a high strikeout guy. You know, I read an article. Well, he only had so and so, so many swinging misses. Don't give a crap. How many locks do you have? Zero,
3: uh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it then. Two earned runs off ten hits, uh, ninety-one pitches, sixty-one strikes. He he did, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Absolutely. He provided you with five innings. Could have been would have been nice to get six. Of mm-hmm. course, I mean I, it sounds crazy. You know, begging for six. But whatever the case, he gave you five innings. Uh, to where you were still in a position to win the ball game, right? And you couldn't score runs.
2: Correct. You didn't hit.
3: That's the problem. Miles Michaelis wasn't the problem yesterday.
2: No, you had three separate problems over the weekend. You had your you had your bullpen blow up That as a game you should have won on Friday night. You had your bullpen blow up on Saturday. It was a decision to leave Montgomery in and an error that largely costed you the offense went great and then yesterday I,
3: I got to get rid of him
2: right and then yesterday it was your offense <laughs> this is similar to april in this manner you don't know when the game starts which part of your your roster is going to blow it for you that's what it feels like again that's what it felt like throughout april your pitching
3: your pitching was good over the weekend i'll say for i and i'm talking about starting your starting pitching was good. It was great. Well, Gio had the one blow up. Gio had the blow up. Apart from that, I mean, was there another blow up that I'm missing? No, because no, Flaherty Flarity was, no was fine too.
2: Yes, there's no offense. Flaherty was fine too in his start. You know, three of his last four starts were pretty good. Yeah, he he's he's continuing to walk the house. That's that's Flaherty's issue. That is why he's not pitching deeper into games. If we're gonna simplify it, he went five and a third, Jamie. One run ball, struck out six versus the Pirates. Again, third his third nice start in his last four outings. Dropped the ERA from six one eight to four five five. But he's got thirty five walks in sixty-three and a third innings. It has been that has been his main, his main issue. He limits the walks. He pitches deeper into games. Your pitching was fine over the weekend, starting wise. You didn't hit. Clearly. At one point maybe you start hitting again your pitching falters. It's, I know, but it, that's this yeah, is the th- issue.
3: This is this is the um the roller coaster ride from hell. It is this year for the Cardinals. The short span that they kind of had both things going together, they're winning. Right. And it looked like, wow, this is the team we're talking about. Which it was. But that was the only consistent span of baseball where we've gotten that Mm -hmm. and otherwise it's been something.
2: Yeah.
3: You said this, um, I believe you said it at the time, but teams that are winning baseball teams find ways to get those victories. (laughs) Teams that are losing baseball teams find ways to piss it away. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the problem with the Cardinals right now is they're, they just keep finding a way. And it's not necessarily what you think it's going to be. Right. Like when it's not the starting pitching, and then it's Gio Gallegos, who's been maybe, not even maybe, who has been your best closer out of the bullpen. Yep. And he messes it up. Or how, how about it's Nolan Arenado Arna- with an error? Mm-hmm. Like who saw that one coming? Right. So that's the problem right now is that the little things that are happening are costing them baseball games.
5: Yeah, how many times do we have to have bases loaded and not at least score 2 runs or something. Right. A blow up inning. I remember watching this is just a random example, but <laughs> Marsh just woke I don't know. Up. I sorry, Mar- I have to clear was the like, I tics, on Friday. So. Marsh ticked and I like I love it. it. I like it. has been mad all day. Like yes. they're playing the Guardians. I think it was the Guardians and they had guys in run the runners in scoring position and they start they popped out like twice to the second baseman. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Get the ball elevated at least, at least like get a fly out so we can get a, you know, have a guy tag up. I'm not gonna lie, like I don't know if I've seen one sacrifice fly this year. I'm sure there has been, <laughs> but I'm not. I can't recount. You're right. There hasn't, I, I, n- has n- hasn't name been. Name me one. <laughs> <laughs> That's. was the last time you saw a sacrifice fly?
3: I mean, there had I've it, seen a
5: pop fly. There had
2: obviously been there have been. Yeah, but yeah. you know. To your to your larger point, there's probably one over the weekend, but it doesn't. It certainly doesn't feel that way. Can no. somebody? Can somebody sacrifice themselves for the for the greater good of the team, please? Yeah, I'm. I'm just now. You got me curious here. So kisner Homer, that was your only run yesterday, and then uh, let's see here, the four three loss. I'll just do this week.
5: Gorman hit a home run. He had a two run home run. And Contreras hit a home run. Yeah.
2: So you get the long ball, which typically, normally, I mean, if you hit multiple home runs, you win. You win games. I would,
5: I would like to think so.
2: <laughs> Donovan homered, Gorman singled, Arnato homered. That was that was your run scoring. Uh, so you did not have a sacrifice fly over the weekend. The two one win over the Royals. I believe that was a that was a two run shot. Wasn't Arnato doubled? Gorman hit a sacrifice fly to right. Okay, thank you. There we so go. four games to go. You had a sacrifice fly.
5: From your most productive hitter. From your
2: most productive hitter.
5: Obviously, there's been sacrifice flies. What? Okay, March,
2: one in a week, though.
5: There hasn't been enough
2: sacrifice overall,
3: Andrew. I agree.
2: Let's start sacrificing
5: people.
3: No, no, Anthony. No, no. 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 (laughs) That's (laughs) how you do it. This is the
5: biblical times, Anthony.
3: Anthony. No, I mean, the sack fly. Yeah. I, I love your passion, Anthony. Uh, however, I, I don't know if your brain's working correctly, which hey, is fine. You want me to hold this
2: team accountable? This yeah, is how we do it. Not that accountable. We got to start sacrificing people. <laughs>
3: no, not that accountable, please.
2: Marsh, what you said about the sacrifice flies—it's. I mean, I'm going back now to the Guardians. The last game, you've had one in in seven games. If you go to the the second game on that, it was the Donovan Donovan homer, and he scored on a pass
5: ball. This is incredible. Oh, I like to think I watch almost every game. You know, I, it's a part of our job. I know, but I just didn't think of... Obviously, you can't get to every single game because we got stuff going on. But until you said that, I didn't oh, realize yeah. that's how I was feeling, too. Like, yeah, when was the last time these... St- and you know what? The Sacrifice Fly, might have. it might have been a, a day game when we were doing the show.
2: Right.
3: To your overall point, know. it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. It's not a knife.
5: Marsh's
2: not got a
3: sack fly counter going at home. He should. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is where we're at that Andrew Marsh is begging for a sacrifice fly. <laughs> one sack fly,
5: please. It's like the oh sign at, at Oracle Park. Anytime the ball goes in the water. Yeah, the splash hits. They have the splash hits. So I have a sacrifice fly a hit. Sack oh, fly my God. All right. Okay, well. so we got our biggest question of the day. <laughs> That's the biggest question of the day. Next to on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the fast lane's Biggest Question of the Day.
5: All right, it's time for the Biggest Question of the Day. What do you got, Marsh? We got a text from Dennis on the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. Dennis asked, well, first he says, "Hey guys, how about Luke and Baker two for four in his debut?" And then he asks, "Did the Cardinals wait too long to make changes?"
2: Well, I don't think they. Made, I don't think they waited too long to make changes because they. I mean, they they made a change with Jordan Walker. They made several changes with Jordan Walker. They made a change with, uh, you know, Juan Yepes. Juan Yepes didn't start here. He, Luke and Baker is just one of several changes that they made. Wilson Contreras was a change, and we talked about it a lot. So I, I don't I don't think so. He he got hot, got hot at the right moment. There had been a bunch of injuries in the outfield, and they said, okay, let's bring this kid up. My question is, how do, how do they how do they utilize him? This is the same question I had a week ago when they said, Hey, when somebody asked, why don't why don't they bring up Luke and Baker? Great, okay. You've got a guy that really can only hit. He can play first, and that's it first in DH how many of those guys do you have quite a few you've got a team of DHS yeah. so how do you get enough a B's for Luke and Baker so they he can make a difference
3: yeah um, I look at it a couple of ways one I'm really happy for the young man comes up his family I was able to get to the game in Pittsburgh to see him in his major league debut and he goes two for four it's a fantastic day for him.
2: Absolutely. Great story.
3: It's also one game. It's also one game.
2: Oscar Mercado, by the way, looked pretty good for a game.
3: Oscar Mercado looked like Aaron Judge after his first game. Yeah. Arson Judge. but yeah. Arson Judge. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, And I'm not saying that that's the same path for, uh, for Baker here, okay? I'm just saying it's one game. He went two for four. Great. Let's put him out there again. Mm-hmm. Let's see here if this is something that is going to be habitual for him to have competitive at bats what you call him habitual Jeez. Uh, it means to do something out of habit over and over again anthony well, let's see if he can be habitual with his competitive at bats
2: google that
7: mark
3: so it doesn't necessarily have to be two for four every night but he has to give you a competitive at bat to where you're looking at it and you go okay he's helping us this is this is what we need if he goes all for gopher tonight and one for the next twelve, like why are mm-hmm. we worrying about trying to sandwich a guy in the lineup mm-hmm. who is basically Juan Yepes or right. Alec Burleson or take your pick of slash DH's that you already have. Right. If he continues to hit, he should continue to play.
2: The Bottom fat, line. Hey. I agree, Jamie. If he stays hot. Fastlane loves riding the hot guy. There's no doubt about Mm -hmm. it. We'll do that. Uh, But to your point, Jamie, there's just it's not it's not like he's he plays a premium position here.
5: The thing that bothers me about that though is not enough sack flies. By the way, yes, by the way. We did have a great
3: suggestion, Marshy, on the text line. Did you see that?
5: What was the suggestion? I did not.
3: That they reprogram the fireworks at Bush and have them go off when it's a sacrifice (laughs) flag.
5: Really? (laughs) Instead of a home run. Yeah, it's a good idea. (laughs) They probably save a lot of fireworks. Um, Wow. 12. 12 on the whole year. Uh, They're about (laughs) 20th in all of Major League Baseball, tied with like five or six teams, I think. Um, I'm just throwing the stat out there, you know. Uh, But, you know, if he... What goes two games doesn't get a hit? You're just gonna be like, eh, we're done with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Randy Rosarena if I'm not mistaken, when he came up, he did not hit like immediately, and they were just like, eh, we're gonna move on. And then they later traded him. Yeah. And then look what yeah, he's become. Like they, he, the guy, at least Randy Roserena at the time was just mashing baseballs in Triple A. Like Luke and Baker has been mashing baseballs. And triple A. Like give the guy a little bit of leeway here if you're going to play him. Because if the card's philosophy is, hey, we need to hit the long ball in order to win, this guy can do that, right? Well, he, he,
2: he could do it, he did it at the minor league right. level. Well, let's see give if he can zoom out. Yeah, Burles- I mean more
3: Alex than it Burles was, though. Though. was mashing baseballs all year last year. Yeah. Burley came up, didn't have a great um didn't have a great stint with the Cardinals. For sure. He was, you know, whatever. Did he get a lot of plate appearances? Maybe he didn't get the opportunity. I don't know. But Alec Burleson was this guy one year ago. So I, I don't know if he was
2: this type numbers. of...
3: Maybe he wasn't, he wasn't the, the type, but
2: look at his numbers. Wasn't he in the minor league player of the year last year? Alec Burleson? Yeah. I, I Cardinals finally. I league. don't
3: know that to be true. I know he had a really good year. Did he did. He did. did. I invent that? He so did. My whole point is... If Baker can continue this... For sure. Yeah, you let him go here. You Absolutely. let it eat. But if it's going to be, you know, sporadic in this... You already have those guys. Do you know what I'm I saying? I agree.
5: Well, then, do you think that maybe they... Those guys that are sporadic, you just send them down? Like, do you think Baker is
3: better than Juan Yepes? Because you're... Basically, it's the same... I mean, this same. year at AAA, like... Okay, but... I'm not talking AAA. Okay. I'm like overall, if you're if you're looking at this team, just you're looking at it for and sure. You, and you go, Luke and Baker or Juan Yepes.
5: Well, obviously the answer is you're going to keep Juan Yepes. He's been at the majors for longer than Baker has. So, but man. in
3: my point is they're in direct competition. They're both right-handed for batters sure. who can't play in the field.
5: They're but they're Juan the same, Yepes, the same guy. Juan Yepes yes. is not knocking your socks off right now at the plate. You know what I'm saying? Like, give this other guy an opportunity and let him go with it. Because you can't be any worse. You're the worst team in the National League. I I think Jamie
2: and I agree with that. What Jamie's talking about is let him, okay, he two for four yesterday. He's in the lineup against an As Right. Hey, you keep hitting, kid. We'll figure it out. What what I'm
5: saying is don't take him out after
3: two games. No, I'm not saying No, give him an extended run. For sure. Over the length of what's going to happen here, I believe – that Juan Yepes and Baker are basically the same player. I agree, and I agree. with Once that. it all averages out, and he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Once it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. Which we is
3: fine. Yeah. Juan Yepes is a good hitter, but he For just sure. can't find regular abs with this
5: team. And why is that? Well, he can't play the field. He can't play the time. field. Exactly. He's not right. really an option. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think. Uh, I think we're all on the same page. I, th- I, I think, think we finally so. got there. Yeah. I think we. I think
2: we did. Yeah. Yeah. We're Absolutely. good. We
5: took a different route. You know, the different Google vehicles, maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, take this route." We left at different times. But we did. Uh, we, we got, got there. there. We got there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at the same time, but we all
3: arrived at the same time. We finished at the same time. Anthony.
2: Yeah, we did. Yeah, and that's all that. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. You is know finishing. what? That,
3: you know what they call that? Synergy. Synergy, Synergy. Synergy
2: and SynergyHockeySkills.com. Yeah, yeah
3: very uh, few spots still available for hockey camps. We did just release the Blues youth hockey camp where we partner with the St. Louis Blues and we get players and, and staff members and people out there for the whole week. It's a lot of fun. Anthony, you know, we'll be at Centene Broadcasting all week that week. You love it. Just found out. Yep. <laughs> but,
6: Just uh, then.
3: Some spots that are still available there. So, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Good man. Now, I didn't get my uh, schedule yet. Oh, it's uh, the clearer camp. That Yeah, no. Well uh we're working on it. We're okay. developing the clear camp. Okay. It hasn't it. quite found its hmm. you know. We're not, sure. We're not totally pleased yet. And you want With the to... presentation of it, like yeah. how we're gonna build the practice plans, all that stuff. It's gotta stuff. be right. It's gotta be ironed out properly.
2: Okay. Yeah. Th- Jamie, I appreciate that. I appreciate, uh. Um... Might have to
3: reinforce the glass. You yeah. know, a oh, amount yeah. of pucks that are gonna be just shot off the glass aimlessly. No you doubt. Know? Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what you told me in the office. Which part?
3: I tell you a lot of things in that office. Anthony. I love you.
2: Thanks, Jamie. I love you. It's the fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're going to play Beat the Streak and criticisms and compliments next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're
4: going streaking!
6: how to hit baseballs all of my successes depend on me you're ready to hit the hits just keep on coming and his first big league hit is a bullet
1: up
4: the
1: middle
2: it's the fast line on 101 to espn we got beat the streak tonight which means that bill is back for another round uh, marsh what do you got for our standings
5: all right, so Anthony, you are currently in the lead with five. That is your current streak. Jamie has two. Bill also has two, and I have one, thanks to Grant who helped me out on Friday. Beautiful, Bill. What's up, man?
4: How you doing, sir?
5: Doing great. Uh, you so you are gonna
2: go third? Or no, you're gonna go second because if if the listener's tied with one of us, listener goes first. You're gonna go second. Uh, I am gonna. I'm gonna go with Corey Seager tonight. Corey Seager. Oh, Anthony. Against Adam Wainwright. Yeah, Corey Seager.
3: That's actually. A...
2: Yeah, I'm gonna.
3: AL Player of the Month.
2: He's he's rolling right now, and Adam Wainwright. Uh, he's gonna figure it out at any point. It might be tonight. Might be tonight. He's gonna turn things around, Jamie. Yeah. Turn things around. I'm gonna go with Corey Seager. Uh, Bill. Who no, do you it's, got?
3: it's me now, Anthony.
4: What? Well, no, the you guys are who I. Dude. The per the person I pick isn't in the lineup.
8: Imagine that. So I will go with Edmund.
3: So you got Tommy, Tommy Edmond tonight. Edmund.
8: Yep. All right.
3: Jamie. I'm trying to currently, and I don't know why this is so difficult, I'm trying to find the Rangers lineup. Let's
2: Marcus see. Simeon. Oh, there. Corey Seeger. Nathaniel Lau. Uh, Low me. Garcia. Lowe, Garcia. You want any wow. of those guys?
3: Nah, I'm going to go back to the Cardinals yeah, Okay. So my pick tonight For the Cardinals is going to be I think I think this guy Breaks out of it a little bit tonight I'm going to go with
5: Contreras Wilson Contreras yeah. Alright Is it my turn? Yes yep. sir I'm going to go with the guy that has a 23-game hitting streak right now in Marcus Simeon. Oh, my God. If he gets to 24, congrats to me. If he does not get a hit, well, then good. He didn't get a hit tonight.
3: I almost went with him, (laughs) Marshy. Nice pick.
2: So, okay. All right, so I got Corey Seager. Jamie has Wilson Contreras. Bill has Tommy Edman, And Marsh has Marcus Simeon. Bill, good luck, man. Thank you, sir. You have a great evening. You too. All right, there you have it. If you you miss anything from today's show, download the podcast on 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Talked a lot of Cardinals today, talked about uh, how the Rizzuto showed a bunch of big liars, and then talked more about the Cardinals. There you have it and thanks to everyone who helped out helped sell out this year's big league impact swinging for impact event with adam wainwright this sunday evening at top golf also thanks to Scott Lee heating company for helping sponsor this year's event even though swinging for impact is already sold out there are still many upcoming opportunities to help support big league impact including their cardinals london watch party happening saturday june 24th at patios hosted by the opening drive find out more about the Cardinals London watch party at patios at 101 esbncom Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments?
5: Yeah, we have a, a lot of a lot of compliments coming in. We had Leo Mazzoni on and everyone really enjoyed that interview so he was great. Uh, of course, you know not just one specific compliment, but uh, had a few from the show today. Uh, John Fozelock wants to compliment himself. Uh, lots of negativity around the team the past few days. Uh, John Foselock says that Brooks Brothers had a BOGO deal this weekend on bow ties. Mm. Okay, good. So, yeah. um, you know, had a great weekend, didn't let any of the negativity impact, uh, John Fosaylock. Good man. Um, also be patient, Rich Hill will be here to save our season soon. Looked good yesterday. Yeah,
3: look like Cy Young.
5: So, um... From the 314, I love how you guys all finished together. We uh, had some differentiating Mm -hmm. uh, opinions, but we eventually came back around and uh, agreed. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, so 314, really, uh, that really makes it a family show. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. Hey, don't forget, we've got Stanley Cup Final Game 2 pregame starting at 6.30. We do have an ins- a very short instant replay from 6 to 6.30. But again, we got the action for you. So if you're out driving around, we're your home for the Stanley Cup Final right here on 101 ESPN. We also have the NBA Finals Game 3 in a couple of days. But tonight, it's all about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Enjoy the game. We'll be back tomorrow to talk a little Cardinals action right here on 101 ESPN.
1: See ya! You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.